Class Podcast, the internet's foremost Star Trek podcast, 100% approved. fifth most. It's 100% approved by The Rock. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't. Uh, did he send you uh, what smells like The Rock is cooking seal of approval? Yes. It's oh, a picture sweet. of him in the Chef Boyardee hat and costume, giving that okay giving the sign. Kiss, the kiss. Mwah. Mwah. That's, That's how he feels kiss. about this podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks, The Rock. Dwayne, The the Rock, The Johnson. He's here right now. He's just very shy. He oh, okay. He's, yeah, we he's too scared of talking. So Maybe he is a contract. We don't want to breach it or something. Uh, if you haven't listened, <laughs> we don't want to. He's got a no contest contract with whoever makes bad movies. <laughs> Whoa! Look, the thing about The Rock is he's in bad movies, but they're still super watchable because The Rock is in them. Uh that yeah, he's got that Schwarzenegger, yeah, that charisma shit going. Yeah, you just love him. Uh, if you haven't listened to M Class before, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, pick it apart, decide if we love it, hate it. Or some weird middle ground where it's super boring and it's a bad episode you don't want to watch. And we, we have don't a good time. Usually together. go in that direction. It's usually one or the other. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing a Voyager episode, but wait, don't turn it off yet. <laughs> wait, come back. <laughs> it's uh, season six, episode 15, Sunkatse. Sunkatse! Sukatsu. It is. Sukatsu. It is guest starring The Rock with a story by The Rock, teleplay by The Rock, and directed by <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Damn, he did a lot. It's his directorial I didn't know they debut gave too. One. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Um, Fuck, I'm clicking on it. The story is written by uh, Gannon Kenny, who what a name. Uh, wrote literally nothing else. Apparently, just this one. <laughs> Gannon Kelly. Kenny. Gannon Kearney. K-E-N-N-E-Y. Kearney. Story by. What did he do? He didn't do anything. Oh my god, he's got two things. This (laughs) this episode is directed by uh, Mike Vahor, who you might know as directing 31 other episodes of Star Trek. Holy shit. I knew that. Ve- Vajar. Vehar. Yeah, it's Vehar. Nicknamed Veharder and Veharder, which is a long nickname for Vehar. <laughs> is that really his nickname? Yeah, because he put in long hours of shooting and not because of the turgidness his, of his wiener. His double weaned turge. <laughs> turge makes it even worse. I got some turge going uh, in my double peens. Uh, this episode is uh, heavily advertised at the time, and uh, even in the opening credits, as being guest starring The Rock. Yeah, because wrestling was fucking huge yes. in 2000. This is the WWF times. Yeah, SmackDown. I don't know. <laughs> WWF, Monday Night Raw. This is the Attitude Era, right? Yeah, which... Um, Everybody I I know who's into wrestling seems to hate, but it's the only yeah. one that was like that I know. So I don't know because it was completely insane. I remember like this is pre uh, Janet Jackson titty pop out times. Oh yeah, it's pre nine eleven. So people were like still cool with just like weird shit, debaucherous weird shit. Um, this episode is just an episode of Monday Night Raw. They just played this. <laughs> they just. <laughs> 
They just like put in like the the last Monday nights one, and they had to wait for it and then edit it in real quick, like a South Park <laughs> episode. Uh, this episode really should be um, guest starring Jeffrey Combs since he plays yeah. the villain in it. Jeffrey Combs and J.G. Hertzler. Ah, oh, fuck! That was my John Larroquette fun fact. I knew it already. Yeah. Um, the Herogen in this episode, those great aliens who you remember from Voyager, Delta Klingons, is played by uh, J.G. Hertzler, who um, people in his voting district know as Mark Twain, but eagle-eyed <laughs> Star Trek viewers will know as Martok, the Klingon, the greatest Klingon from Deep Space Nine. He's every. He's in. I think he's in every every Star Trek. I think, except the original, obviously, because yes. he probably was like four. He's. Uh, I don't think he was on TNG. Maybe not. No, he was on Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Yeah. He played a yeah, Klingon thrice, and he played yeah. a, a Vulcan twice as well, actually. Oh, I remember when he was a Vulcan. <laughs> oh, he, he did not play a Vulcan twice. The fucking I remember other when he was Vulcan. <laughs> The other appearances thing on Memory Alpha lists, like, the prophets pretending to be them as a different character. And I think that's some bullshit. That's dumb as shit. Uh, Yeah, it is them. It's just them. Yeah, I think we uh, talked about this before, but J.G. Hertzler ran for political office as the character that we know from pop culture of Mark Twain, the writer. So he did play a Star Trek The Next Generation character. Mark he Twain. played Mark Twain. <laughs> Do your Mark Twain impression, John. Lady Guided, <laughs> I'm going to smoke these cigars until I'm dead. He sounds like another character that people might know. But... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who might that be? Keep hope, on wizarding. I hope we know we hear more from this Mark Twain sound-alike in the future. I want to hear more from Okay, this. I'll be back after I write my latest book called I Love You, Jeff. Oh, my a Connecticut, I love that book. A Connecticut Yankee in Jeff's butthole. Oh, my God. Chuck Tingle and Mark Twain, <laughs> same guy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what if? That's why he doesn't want to be seen. Dude. That's why oh. he's wearing the mask. We fucking That's blew this wide oh, open. Oh, fuck, dude. We did. <laughs> fuck. Uh, of course, J.G. Herzler's most uh, well-known role as Hollow Sweet Guest number 13 in the DS9 episode, What You Leave Behind. Oh, right. I remember that. <laughs> Uh, this episode <laughs> is uh, paper thin, but it's it's not bad. It's not a bad episode. There isn't really like a B plot. <laughs> like, no, this episode is sort of there. Yeah. There is a B plot, and it's the A plot. The yes, the, the B plot is the captain goes away for a couple of hours. <laughs> I guess I guess that's right? true. Sort of. But I guess maybe the B plot no, is also the B look plot at these is Neelix gets a sunburn. Oh, that's right. And he puts a bunch of shit on his face and it makes them all bubbly. That's a C plot. Like somebody being kidnapped and they have to rescue them is usually the B plot. There's like some sort of political thing going on in the A plot that causes it, but we don't have Yeah, that. there's not that. Now it's just uh cage fighting. I think it's, it's ultimate fighting. I think it's important to note that uh, this episode's teleplay was written by uh, Robert Doherty, who uh, he wrote Point Pleasant, a series in 2005 starring Dina Meyer. 
Dana oh, Meyer. Dana Meyer. I, I felt like you knew her somehow. <laughs> I love Dana Meyer. Oh, he also um, was the executive story editor on that Dark Angel TV show. You remember yeah. that? You, yeah, you know who Dina Meyer is, right? Yeah, I, I mentioned it because I know you've got a huge fucking crush on her. Oh, man, I, I love her and her pancake boobs. <laughs> you know, Dizzy. you bring, you, you can't hide that. You're right. Dizzy, man. <laughs> Yo, and, and Starship Troopers, when that idiot is like, I like, uh, what's her name? I was going to say Carmen Electra, but it's not her. That's uh, her. Denise Richards. Oh, no, you're right. It is Denise Richards. Denise Richards. I, I'm like, fucking idiot, dude. Dizzy. It's Dizzy. It's and I'm all like, into Dizzy. He just, like, settles for Dizzy at a certain point, because he's yeah. like, oh, Dizzy likes me a lot, so I guess No, I'll he realizes that what a fucking idiot he was, because Dizzy's redhead, and redheads are way better than everybody else, so. Uh, anyway, the, uh... <laughs> The whole I mean, the whole point of that movie is how like vapid and like emotionless these idiots are. So, that's like, true. He just immediately forgets the girl he's wanted his whole life and is like, ah, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but he's right to like Dizzy more. Dizzy plays football with him. Like that's fucking radical, dude. You can have sex with somebody who plays football with you. You know, technically, yeah. you can have sex with anyone who plays football with you. Yeah. I mean, you, of course you can, but, like, who who does? Who gets that in their life? Nobody. Man, I'd really like to know that, actually. If yeah. you've ever played football with someone and then had sex with them, please write into mclassemail at gmail.com and start at Dear Penthouse. Don't go... Oh, man, we're getting so many. Don't, don't spare us the deets. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how many peens everyone has. Deets and cleats. <laughs> Oh my god, that's our new podcast, Deets and Cleats. <laughs> Deets and Cleats. Uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, people we had sex with and played football with. <laughs> that's uh, the topic of every episode, actually. I don't know why we introduce it that way. Still zero, still none. I've not done it yet, but anyway, let's head to those steamy emails. <laughs> let's read your email. It's just fan fiction. It's all, like, completely fake. No one's <laughs> fucking... Of course. And then I fumbled my jizz into her end zone. Oh my god. And then nine months later, baby end zone was born. <laughs> end zone junior. End zone, end zone Thomas was born. Um, oh man. The basic premise of this episode is like ultimate fighting. Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah, I I I don't know, man. I this episode is like it's like kind of all over the place a little bit, but it's also very straightforward <laughs> at the well, same never, time. They sort of like do these flybys of the moral, right? They have these different yeah. morals they're gonna tell, and they do these quick little flybys, like, "Oh, is uh, fighting competition? Are they barbaric? Are fighting competitions barbaric? Uh, we're right, not gonna are talk they, about or, that. Uh, right? Are they barbaric, or is it a sport? Right? Yeah, we're not and gonna talk like, about that though. I think in this time period. Uh, you can look into it farther. Like, Star Trek's a little prophetic usually, right? Oh, yeah, always. Now, I mean, you can compare it to football now. Yeah, how, where, like... How it's dangerous and... It's unbelievably dangerous to yeah. your brain that's in your and, head. Yeah, and how people are just, like, kind of ignoring that, and they're like, whatever, I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's this whole contingency of people who are just like, well, fuck their brains. I need to get my Sunday fix. I'm one of them, I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Go Eagles! Don't scramble your brains, boy. Yeah, wear some more padding under that fucking. I think ball. it would be better if uh, instead of hitting people with their helmet, they threw down and just fucked on the field. Yeah, fuck your your football rivals. 
Yeah, fuck them. Like, what, literally. I, here's something that I just thought about, right? Is uh-huh. um, all of fan fiction in all of the world is made up of rivals from things. Characters who hate each other. And then sure. people are like, they gotta fuck. So I'm gonna write them fucking. Is that, is that it? Is that's that all it. of it? Yeah, like... <laughs> If you look up the most right. popular like fan fiction coupling from literally anything, it's characters who like hate each other, right? Or who like butt heads but secretly like each other. Yeah, like uh, Walt and Matthias. Oh, my, you told me you told me about the Walt yeah. Matthias fanfic. So uh, people do like gross, creepy ass fan fiction about real life people too. How come not football rivals? How come the football teams aren't fucking oh. on the field? Well, you'd have to, like, personify them, right? Well, they do that with... I guess you could personify the team, and it wouldn't be creepy. Like, I, I guess you could use players, right? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. This is a stupid question. Anyway, football fans don't... They're not sexually awakened yet. <laughs> All football fans are? All of them. Every single one of them. That's my... This is my Josh Henderson blanket statement of the week. Brought to you by Redheads. We're the greatest. We're better than everybody. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't edit this. Um. <laughs> it gets edited never. <laughs> this, this, Like I said, this episode doesn't settle on a moral until the very end. And it's like, killing's bad. Yeah, which, like, no shit. <laughs> way, way to go out on a limb on that one. Uh, Killing's bad? Oh. Right out the gate, I want to point out, before we even get into the episode proper, how little, like, research Star the Starfleet officers do about this sport. They they just go to it and start cheering, like, yeah, this is awesome. They're so horny for R&R that they're like, I don't even give a shit. Fucking... I don't know who's running this league. It's got to be legit. Because, like, and it's like the Federation, they're, like, naive, right? It's that like might they, be they, it, yeah. They're like, well, in the Federation, it would just be fine, right? Like, who, like there wouldn't be anything wrong. Could you imagine how bad shit would have gone if, like, Chakotay and, like, Bolana were just, like, cheering in a match? Like, yay, yay, yay. And one of them just, like, ripped the other one's head off and held it up. Yeah, where's that part of the episode, though? Like, where's the part where, like, like somebody, like sleeper holds somebody to death and just snaps their neck and they're like oh oh no oh my god what have we done there's a <laughs> what moment, the? there's a what have we done kind of moment where chakotay's or neelix is like i can't believe these people cheer for like all this brutality and murder and everything and yeah. chakotay's like if it wasn't for seven of nine showing up we would have done we would have continued we to would've. do that yeah, you were doing it. Yeah. Talk about that more. Let's get into that. Let's fucking so, open that can of worms. I want yes. more of that. <laughs> but also, like, they weren't going to the red matches, the death matches. Like, yeah. they just didn't go to those. Like, how is that a thing? Yeah, they've been going for, like, two days at that point. Like... They're so fucking horny for it. Like, you think they would have seen one. Hey, you want to go to the red match or the blue match today? Let's check out this red match. I don't know what that's about. What red means? Yeah, and then you go and some some dude is just getting fucking murdered, and you're like, oh, I get it. You go to the red match, and, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero come out, and you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And that fucking rad song plays. (laughs) Fuck, dude. Dude, that would have made a better episode. Dude, I'd have been like, all right. Yo, we, uh, this is a sl- sort of a tangent. I'll go for it. A tangent, uh, that ma- is 
like matters to us. Uh, we should watch that for Jeff and Josh talk over movies. Oh, dude, that would be great. I'd love to. I do fucking that. love that movie. That's a, a great popcorn flick. Is it the best movie. video game movie ever made? Uh, man, video game movies are such garbage. Probably. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's got to be right. Like, it, it's up there. Like for sure. Like, uh, what's the better one? I can't. Like, I don't know. Like Lara Croft, maybe. Yeah, that one's all right. That's a pretty yeah. okay one. That like one's the, right. the first Resident one. Evil movies don't have anything to do with those games. So no, I those are. <laughs> I don't think those count. I think those. It's just don't a count. whole different thing, right? Yeah, it's stupid. I think it's. I think those are dumb. The game kind of like weirdly took after the movies a little bit after a certain yeah. period of time because like with- the movies are like cool. Your games are normally about like regular people versus zombies, but what if right. like one of the regular people was like a super zombie human? Yeah, what if there's like a corporation, right? Oh, that and was in the game, they're, but they're evil. That was in the game, yeah, but it wasn't. That, that wasn't originally, was it? Yeah, they had like the what? mansion had like a sub basement that was like oh, umbrella I don't remember. corporation shit. I literally played that game in 1998. Oh, I have yeah. no memory. I, I played <laughs> a lot of Resident Evil for not really being all that into the series. <laughs> yeah. It's fun spooky times. Yeah. I like to be a spooked. What about Mario Brothers? <laughs> Dude, that movie is, like, so enjoyable for how bad it is, though. Oh, like, God, it's, I know. It's a really terrible movie, but fuck if I don't love watching it. <laughs> It's a time capsule, that's why. It's like from a time period that it'll never happen again. It's a, it's like a cyberpunk movie with the Mario yeah. brothers. <laughs> yeah, they have like rocket boots and shit. It's like, what? Dude, I fucking oh, love that's the how they jump. Scene, oh, okay. Where they play those dope jams in the club. Like, couldn't they have just gone to a magical kingdom that makes them jump high? No, like, what the, they gotta have rocket boots. Rocket boots, there it is. They should have just... Problem solved. If you wanted to, like, really sci-fi that shit and not just be like, oh, they're in a magical land where they can jump, do it like John Carter where, like, the gravity's Oh, God. Up. Oh, God, that movie is so bad. Uh, My favorite well, part of that movie is when there's uh, he goes back to Earth after being on Mars for question marks amount of time. And his skeleton's there and, and it has the a beard. Skeleton with a beard. <laughs> fucking skeleton with a fucking beard. Oh my god. Oh, now I know how long he's been there. That skeleton has a beard. Thank you, movie so makers. Long. He grew a, a long he, time. This, he grew a beard and then died and decomposed. <laughs> and then the skeleton had time to grow a beard afterwards. <laughs> so that's at least like three months. Oh yeah. Three months? <laughs> yeah. It's like at least three months. Uh, I've never felt like I was watching the prequels more than when I watched John Carter of Mars. That movie though. is so bad. That movie sucks. It's, it's like, fucking two and a half hours of shit. Like, I've never felt that same feeling with a different movie. Like, the prequels have this feeling to them where you know they're bad yeah. and there are parts that are completely unwatchable, but you just still watch. You still right. feel compelled. You're watching them. And I felt that way with John Carter of Mars until the like towards the end when I was just like I don't give a fuck about this. I couldn't even tell you how it ends. I don't remember. I don't they remember. Win? Do they win Mars or whatever? They go. He he goes back to Earth and there's a skeleton there with a, with a beard. That's where I. That's where I. My brain stops the movie because that's the first time I saw it. I like laughed uncontrollably. To I was just alone and I was laughing. Because of how stupid that is. I think I, I think I did crack up when I saw that. Because I, I was like, I, I paused it and I was just saying to myself, like, you got to be kidding me. Like I was, nobody was here. I was just talking to myself. 
saying, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I think I tweeted that it was like, I got the prequels feeling for the first time since I was was 12, or however fucking old I was when I watched the prequels. You were 12? No. They, the prequel, was, it came out in 99, didn't it? I was 16. I went to see it. I was 16. Well, I was three years younger than you, so I was 13. So you were 13. Yeah. Cool. Cool <laughs> old ass man. And with that... Back uh, in my day, we took commercial breaks. We're going to go to a commercial break where uh, hopefully we'll have a good and or service to shill. Probably not, though, since it's like 100 years of this podcast. We haven't got one yet. We'll be back and turn into skeletons with beards, Lady Guinan. Right after these messages. Are you the Crypt Keeper? <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's Johnny. He's going to play Simon. Nobody beats Simon. <laughs> You, Simon. Simon is the challenge you've been waiting for because it takes coordination of hand and mind just to play the game. And if you get very good at Simon, great rewards await you. Thank you, Simon. Simon is waiting for you from Milton Bradley. Back to the show. And we're back from those messages with more M-Class goodness. We're spinning the oldies all night here in the studio. Just call in at 1-800-FAKE-NUMBER and get your favorites. Fake number. The number is spelled like N-E-M-B-R. Yeah, I was spinning off the dome, man. I was trying. (laughs) That was good. Uh, so let's just go ahead and jump into our retrospective of this episode, our little walkthrough we always do for some reason. I started doing it, and that's what we do. That's how it works around here. This episode rules. That's <laughs> <laughs> one way to look at it. It starts off, and I'm jacked the flip up about this shit. It starts off in like, there's an arena it's like the tiniest arena you've ever seen in your life and it's got like a Simon board around it. It looks like a Simon, like really big. It's a a big big Simon. Simon. It's even got the four quadrants like a Simon. It's a Simon. Like, Do do kids know what a Simon is? I, I I hope they do. If not, look up Simon puzzle toy or something yeah and you know what it, you know what it is it's in every game ever they, there's some version of a simon puzzle in and every like rpg game ever made i always wanted a simon i had one damn did you have a bop it uh i did not have a bop it i had a simon and i hated it it was oh, stupid i love like i used to play with my friend simon and i would get like super far in it to the point where the machine starts like specifically cheating yeah. Trying to fuck you over. Yeah, you have to be like a like a wizard or something to get it. You got to cast deft hands on yourself. That was the Simon impression. Bop it got like that too. I was never good, super good at my friend's bop it. No, like, bop it was like an extra added thing because you had to know which one was which. Yeah, it was much harder. Like colors, like we all, well, most of us. I can see them. <laughs> I can see the Simon colors, at I least. I won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Simon, for being super fucking bright colors and not just choosing the same hue of blue and purple. Blue, red, 
yellow green was yeah. that what it was i think it would be well there are people who can't see the difference between blue red and, and red i'm not red one and of green them, yeah but I, th- I think nick can't like mine is just blue and purple like some shades of blue and purple are similar i usually get like a 95 out of a out of a hundred percent on those tests where i'm only like five percent colorblind yeah i mean i was like real blind for a lot of my life so i don't really have a lot of sympathy <laughs> I wear glasses, so fuck your eyes. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> some people are real blind forever. But you don't forever blind. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. That sucks. Yeah. I could. I think she I could can be get blind. worse for everybody. Unfortunately, it can always get worse. It can always get worse. Uh, anyway, this isn't the Simon Cast yet. <laughs> That's um, next week. The uh, the place is just full of aliens, and there's Starfleet people there as well. You can see them in the distance. Yeah, they kind of like it's kind of like a pseudo reveal because you're like, oh, where are we? Like we're obviously not on a ship, yeah. or we're not where we think we're not, but we're not on like a starship, like a Federation ship. Yeah, it's not the Voyager. Where the hell is this? Yeah, what is this? And, and there's like cool like <laughs> like <laughs> UFC logos everywhere, <laughs> like alien language UFC logos. Yeah chains on the wall like what is that yeah uh it's it's really like everything that someone would imagine a future arena would look like except super small i think they like ufc was around at this point so they probably just looked at a ufc ring back when it was an octagon right like it used to be It, it always had the chain link around it right no it didn't it used to not i think i'm not an expert but I believe it's everything did. about I think, UFC. I think it used to be ropes. Like it was just ropes. Josh oh, Rogan man. over here, he knows everything. Yes, about me yes. and me and I'm gonna be on the Joe Rogan podcast next week, where I'm gonna be talking about uh, how Simon is an alien abduction tool <laughs> or something. That sounds like you should be on Mulder's podcast. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I would love to be on Mulder's podcast. That would be a great gag, though, wouldn't it? To do a podcast, that, like a conspiracy podcast, as if it was hosted by Fox Mulder. It would be amazing if at some point, like, Joe Rogan was on the X-Files as Joe Rogan and Mulder <laughs> went on his podcast. That would be incredible. Uh, fuck Joe Rogan. I don't give a shit. Um, I, don't, I don't mind Joe Rogan that... I think Joe Rogan is annoying, but, like... I'm. I'm very, I think it would be like, great if Mulder was on there. I would love that. I would watch that episode if the character Fox Mulder. Yeah, was on character it. Mulder, I not David Duchovny. That. I don't care what David Duchovny has to say. David Duchovny doing season three thousand of Californication. <laughs> um, I don't know what he's doing with his life. I don't know what he's up to. Side note: uh, Every couple episodes, Scully seems to get hotter. In X Files, yeah. no, they realize that like they can make her not like matronly at some point. They realize that like uh, what's her name? God, why can't I fucking uh, think Jillian of her Anderson? Name? Jillian Anderson is uh, actually beautiful, and they were like, oh, yeah. wow, we can make maybe make her look like she's beautiful. Like I can't pinpoint what it is because she was very matronly in like season one and part of season two. She's <laughs> like Clary Starling. Like I think that's yeah, what they were going probably. for. Like season two like two and a half to like I'm halfway through almost at the end of season three yeah like she suddenly just every few episodes it's like a leap in technology of her hotness they get like a 2.0 oh, yeah. scully yeah they get they like they bust out like the makeup and weirdly enough uh 
David Duchovny gets slightly weirder looking every couple episodes. Uh, I think he's hot. He, so. he fills out a Speedo, I guess. I mean, I think he's hot because, like, I want to hang out with him on his podcast, so... <laughs> I want to go on to the Joe Rogan podcast with him? Yeah, I'm going to be his, like, handler. You know, there's always, like, the guy who's talking about the thing, and then there's always, like, the agent is there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was an episode of, uh... Or there was a few episodes of Best of the Worst that have Macaulay Culkin on them. Yeah. And there's just some guy there that they never introduce. He's just... Yeah, it's weird. Uh, at least introduce him to me. Who the fuck is this man? If he's gonna be there, I want to know who he is, yeah. Anyway. It's like when you order, like, a stripper and they come with, like, a security guard. I mean, I've never done that, but, like, I've heard is about it. Is the security it. guard strip? Unfortunately, no. That's that extra, is, I think. That is a waste of money, then, sir. Yeah, what am I paying for? I mean, what if... I mean, I'm not... I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm so used to, like, if a, if somebody shows up in a guard uniform or a police uniform, it's they usually strip, off. right? Yeah, it's getting stripped down. That's what TV teaches me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Do you remember... There's a good episode... Since we're doing Tangent Cast right now... Yeah, fuck it. There's there's a great episode of Friends. Friends usually super mediocre, right? There's yeah, There's a great agree. episode of Friends where uh, Danny DeVito is a stripper. What is with this Danny DeVito shit this week? Have you have you been on the internet this week? Uh, Danny DeVito is all over the internet every week. Yeah, but now it's like he's like sexy on Reddit. Everyone's oh, everything's yeah? a Danny DeVito is the sexiest guy joke. Well, and I didn't know. I don't. Mean. I actually don't remember. <laughs> the, I don't, in the episode, he like Phoebe. They order a stripper for Phoebe, right? Right. And they have to order like a cheap one because they don't have money, even though they live in the even most expensive apartment. They in live Manhattan. in like a five million dollar Manhattan apartment. That's why they don't have any money, I guess. I guess. And uh, Danny DeVito shows up, and he does his stripper thing, and he acts all sexy. But then they don't buy it. They don't dig it. They're like disgusted. He gets fucking mad. He's basically like holding them hostage with his emotions. What? This happened on the show. This happens on the show. Like, he's like, you hate what I'm doing. You think I'm hideous. And they're like, no, no, it's okay. And oh he's like, God. I'm going home and I'm going to kill myself. And they're like, no, wait. What the fuck? But they, they make him feel sexy by the end. And oh, he, that's good. He continues being a stripper. Is that him just... I'm pushing a cat off the table. Is that him, like, rehearsing for like, his role as Frank on It's Always Sunny? Maybe. They could have been the same character, like, before Frank, like, really went over the fucking is that Yeah, is that, like, a, like, did we just, like, write, like, a tie-in, like, that they happen in the same universe? You know, uh, somebody was pointing out that whole thing where it's, like, every show is connected. Yeah. But, like, uh, none of these shows claim to be in an alternate universe. They're all supposed to be in ours. (laughs) Yeah, well, I remember when Friends, like, when 9-11 happened, they were like, we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, you live right next to that shit. Yeah, you probably would have seen it. Central Perk probably got, like, fucking destroyed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess guess that that wasn't lighthearted enough for the Friends. Yeah, people people didn't want to relive it, I guess. Phoebe was having her brother's kids at the time, so... (laughs) Giovanni Ribisi and uh, Eric Foreman's mom. Yeah, Eric Foreman's mom, yeah. Yeah, weird. 
I can't believe you remember Giovanni Ribisi's name. I only know that because he was on X Files the other day. Oh, he's in everything, dude. He's been around. He's a uh, he's in everything. He's a character actor that's in everything for sure. He, he dies plays, uh... in Saving Private Ryan. He dies horribly. Yeah. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Well, he plays like a, a yokel that has like lightning powers. In that's X-Files. right at the arcade, right? And he yeah. zaps. Uh, who's the bad guy in that? It's like somebody else. No, he he is the bad guy. He zaps the. Oh, girl oh. he likes husband. Yeah. Oh, the friend and is Jack uh, Black. Jack Black. Yeah. 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 And he's doing like Jack Black shit. Like he's supposed to be a serious character, but he's right. doing Jack Black acting. Yeah. Remember when Jack Black was in The Jackal, that movie with Bruce Willis? Uh, no. That movie rules. <laughs> it's a great '90s action movie. It's awesome. And Jack Black is in it for like one scene. I don't. There was a thing in the '90s where like every big action star had to have like a comedian sidekick. Yeah, they had to like have to deal with like a small puppy dog sidekick. I think that was like a Rush Hour thing, or was Rush Hour like the culmination of all of it? I don't. Maybe Judge Dredd had Rob Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Remember when Rob Schneider was a thing? Talk about fucking dark times. I remember him in Surf Ninjas. We should also watch that on Surf other Ninjas thing we do. Surf Ninjas is a great movie. Remember when he's in that and they do Moto Surf? Remember when they try to make Moto Surfing a thing? No, I don't. I've blocked it from my memory. They we go watch Encino Man. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> Polly Shore Jr. I mean, Dave, Rob Schneider Jr. Polly Shore. I would watch a million Polly Sh- like if I went to hell and they gave me a choice between watching Polly Shore forever or Rob Schneider, I would watch yeah, Polly Shore. Shore happily. They would have to like send me to double hell because I was enjoying <laughs> it too much. <laughs> In the army now. <laughs> Biodome, of course. Biodome. Biodome is so bad. Biodome, which made an appearance in the. Uh, M-Class crossover special that hasn't probably hasn't come uh, out yet because shit's right. really going down for everybody right now. That's right. Um, <laughs> shit's really going down for everybody right now. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> since we haven't gone any length into this episode whatsoever yet, uh, two aliens come out. One that we haven't seen before. It's just like a weirdo alien lady. He's like Cardassian-ish. It's kinda. true. It is a guy as well. Yeah, he's he's just like got long, beautiful locks. Yeah, he looks like they were like, quick, make an alien. And they're, the Cardassian guy was on duty that day, and he was like, I only know how to do Cardassians, but yeah, I like, guess just, we'll just do that and don't give him the forehead thing. Don't give him the spoon. Yeah, yeah don't give him the spoon. And then isn't like, isn't Jeffrey Combs also this type of alien? Uh, no, he's more like, like his face is smooth. Or that's true. He's, he's got like weird chin jowls. It's true. Like Jeffrey Combs' character has like a Fu Manchu, and you can see the plastic around it. They oh, it goes like through. Time. Yeah, it goes like through his face. They do that sometimes, where they make aliens have hair that like goes into their face holes. And you're yeah, like, but like what? you can see the edges of the plastic appliance around it the whole yeah. time, and I couldn't stop staring at it. That's rude, Jeff. That's yeah, racist. Yeah, that was super rude of me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, unnamed alien character. Yeah, Wait, his name's apologize. like Pink, Fang or something. Pink, it's like Pink or something. Like, not like Pink. We'll find I out when I it. scroll down far enough on Memory Alpha to get I just that fucking point. had it up. Where is it? 
<laughs> Pink. Yeah, Pink. I was right. P-E-N-K, right? Yeah, like Pink, the singer from Doylestown, Pink. Pennsylvania. From where? Doylestown. Bucks County. Hmm. That's where Pink is from. Well, that's cool. Pink's cool. Not this Pink. The real Pink. The real Pink. <laughs> Uh, and a Hirogen guy comes out. We've seen Hirogen before, and we, uh, of course, we all love them. Yeah, we love them. They're the greatest villains in this show. They're hunters, and Year that's of hell. it. They're like predators. And then uh, they fight, right? And they have, like, mm. little electrical discs on their feet and hands, because you can't just fight to the death. you got to make a sci-fi, right? Yeah, it's got to be futuristic. And uh, the Hirogen wins he beats up the no-name alien because of course he does right but the crowd like loses it and we learn the cheer we're gonna hear nine million times in this episode suncot 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 yeah they go crazy because they love the blood i wonder what it means uh probably nothing because it's supposed to be an alien language right but it's super vaguely japanese yeah what, uh, what if it means, like, blowjob? That's probably what it means. Let's just go with that. Soon is in... Let's dig back into the teenage Jeff Weeboo phase, because I know a, a few Japanese things because of it. Okay. I know the word sundere, which is like a girl who's like a bitch to you, but she really loves you. Oh. And it's got okay. soon at the beginning, in the same sundere. way. Sundere. Yeah, so... And pardon my... Uh, pronunciation of that i'm not a weeb anymore so i can't pronounce things correctly i mean i don't know i don't know how to say it so i'm gonna go with it's perfectly fine josh rolled on it so no one can ever say anything against yeah i'm always right get on my level (laughs) get on my level no i don't (laughs) oh my god was it what was it from it's a get it's a song called get on my level by the Fucking, I don't remember. Lil John is in the song, but he was what? in every song at the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we go back to Voyager. We finally see Voyager. Well, first we see that Chakotay and Bolana are there, and they're cheering this fucking murder sport, right? Yeah. And uh, we go back to the Voyager, and we find uh, Janeway is, like, leaving. She's going on vacation. It's fucking, like, shore leave time. And uh, apparently, like, people are super shocked if you're going to do anything scientific while you're on shore leave. Bunch of fucking nerds doing homework on their vacation. Why don't you go to Ryza? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess we can't. Uh, I mean, there's no fuck planet here. Uh, but she's she's going to visit some planet somewhere. No one cares. And um, she tells Chakotay to take care of the ship. Yeah. And uh, Bolana is like, hey, you going to go to the match later? Yeah. And Chakotay's like, uh, no, I got to work. And she's like, oh, you should make some underling do your work for you. Ha ha ha. Yeah, ha ha. funny. Because d- she's dumb and doesn't realize she's an underling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's an engineering problem. Who right. did you think it was going to be? Who's going to do it, I wonder? Neelix, <laughs> take care of this for me, right? <laughs> right. But uh, they go to the kitchen, they find uh, Neelix with his gross jello in a bowl with a light oh, in yeah. it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like piss yellow jello. There's definitely oh man, there's a market for things that rhyme. No piss matter what yellow they are. jello. Yeah. 
Uh, but there's definitely a light underneath it, so it's like glowing piss yellow jello. Yeah, he got sunburned. He went on to the beach and got all sunburned. And it's funny because it's like, we get sunburned, get it? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> he got super sunburned, and now he's using Leola root again because that's all he ever uses oh, for is that his, that's his fucking bit? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, but he fucking, he sucks a lot, so he's, it's not working, and he's stupid. It doesn't work, yeah, it doesn't work out right. Get it? He's stupid. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Kitchen rat, dumb. Isn't that funny? I fucking hate Neelix. Uh, they make a joke before this where they're, like, the captain's like, uh, Neelix is trying to upgrade the stove burners with Borg technology, watch out, to, gonna assimilate the ship. For what? Like, what could Borg technology do to stove burn? It's a stove. It's like the oldest piece of technology ever. Heat <laughs> like, comes out of it. It's dude. literally like the first thing humans invented on Earth. <laughs> like, what could you do to it? Like, it's it heats fine. your food up. And yeah. also, like, they're, like, generators that make anything on your ship? Yeah, just make another stove if you don't like your stove. Oh, my God. Anyway. Make, make uh, a different one. The less said about Neelix, the better. Um, Let's move on. I hate him. Uh, th- <laughs> they uh, they invite him to the matches, but he can't go because he's got a dumb sunburn. Um, sure. This seven- is the plot. This is literally like plot points of this episode. Yeah. Like he got a sunburn, so he can't go. Can't go. Can't go watch fights. Uh, seven of nine and Tuvok, uh, the boringest people, are gonna go do homework on their time off. They're, yeah, they're doing the summer reading. Nebula. They're doing the summer reading in the first month. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna forget by the time September rolls around. Uh, but they're seven of nine is like, oh, that's the Sunkatsu is crude and pointless. It's barbaric. Yeah, and uh, Torres is like, fuck you, Borg. <laughs> Damn. And everybody kind of like takes a step back, like "Whoa, <laughs> that was super racist." Uh, Chicote <laughs> invites Tuvok because Tuvok likes martial arts. Yeah, he's he like, likes, yeah. He's like, "Now nah, we're gonna go do nerd shit in the nebula." Yeah, we're gonna go be nerds. <laughs> also, man, I'm a real big nerd going to this secluded area with the hottest chick on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a nerd! I'm a big nerd. Later, ner- later, nerds. <laughs> hey, hey, cameraman, don't follow us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or do. <laughs> whatever the people at home want to see. <laughs> um, she mentions that she and Tuvok don't require recreation, right? That's right, because they're like robots, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And Tor- and Balana's like, oh, well, the Borg wouldn't know fun if they assimilated a theme park or something. Yeah, I thought a funny line would have been for her to say, we have done that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have assimilated a theme <laughs> we, park. We, we understand have. fun in 137 different ways. Or, or yeah, like we've assimilated over 137 theme parks or something like that. That would have been really funny. Um, but instead, we don't get any yucks. No, it's just dumb. Um, Chicote's like, yeah, you nerds, go do your fucking nerd shit, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna go watch some fights with my bros, right, bros? 
there, there's like a part I th- we're gonna get to it in a minute. And I'll talk about it then. But there's a part where like everybody becomes like meatheads for a second. Yeah, the part where they're like talking about the fighting. I think like it was supposed to be like a commentary about human like barber like barbaric nature of humans or like the fighting comp- competitiveness of humans or something yeah, it may have been that may i'm have not been what they sure I, th- I think you may be giving them a little bit more credit than they i deserve probably for am uh, i think they just thought it was funny it will it was it's dumb like it's not done well like it's sort of done stupidly yeah oh dude i i forgot this scene existed i just watched this like an hour ago yeah um, that's what the show does to you <laughs> seven of nine goes to the shuttle bay and like tom Parrish shows up and he's like oh, oh this part yeah he's like uh torres overpacked stuff as well this is Women. what i'm talking about where am like, i right the, exactly yeah it's this is what i'm talking about though where the show keeps like uh like driving by plot points and just leaving them, it like, misses them. and stuff it, yeah it doesn't like uh, like stick to one like, this whole scene is supposed to set up, like, oh, you're not so different than Bolana. Like, right. you guys have a lot in common. But right. they don't but do anything with that. It comes episode. off It comes off now as him just being, like, weirdly kind of sexist in a weird yeah. way. He's like, oh, you women, you're always right. overpacking. And she, he says something that I thought was great, though, and that made me want it. She, he says that Bolana packs a stuffed Targ named Toby the Targ. Toby the Targ. And that I was, was like, adorable. I fucking want a Toby the Targ. I was like, I want that. Please, Bolana, give me a Toby the Targ. What if we, I bet somebody on Etsy has a Toby the Targ. I don't doubt it. Like, Voyager is huge right now. Like, everybody <laughs> is talking about how great Voyager is. <laughs> Here's one. I found a picture of it. Already? Yeah, man. Damn. Picture. Is it from the show? Oh, he must be in the show, dude. Toby the Targ is in the show? They show him at some point. Oh look my at God. him. He's adorable. I have to look that up when we're done. Targs um, are not adorable, by the no. way. Targs are horrific monsters. Yeah. <gasps> you can make it. What is this? You can make a. You can make one. It shows you how to do it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Crystal, my wife Crystal actually uh, saw in Breath of the Wild in the Zelda game that they have these like sand seal plushes in oh, yeah. one of the ladies' rooms, and she saw that they were like ninety bucks to buy or whatever on Etsy. Oh. So she just made one, and it's fine. It's like picture perfect, dude. It looks amazing. Can she amazing. make Toby the Targs? I have to ask her. Please, God. Crystal, you might be listening to this. Can you make me a Toby the Targ? Can we have Toby the Targs, Crystal? <laughs> If we're good for Christmas. Please, for Christmas. Two I'll go Toby to sleep. the Targs, please. I'll go to sleep early. I won't even wake up and try to sneak down and look at the presents. If you're Santa, we'll pretend not to see you. Come in. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm coming over to your house for Christmas. That's, that's fine. <laughs> it's enough heads up. And by coming over, I mean living with you forever. Okay, uh, see you then. Well, our address is 123 Fake Street. I'll see you then. I already knew that. <laughs> um, so Tuvok and Seven and Nine head out for their nerd nerd date. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a moment where Seven of Nine is like... Uh, the doctor says that like I should talk during awkward silences. Right. And Tuvok is like... Well, did you find the silence awkward? She says no. And he says, Well, I didn't either. And this is another one of those drive by moments. Right. Like, is the is the 
moral of this episode that you should be yourself regardless of what people like say you should be like right is the moral that like it's okay to like sit in silence with someone you're friends with you don't have to feel the silence yeah but no they don't touch on that ever again it's like kind of a cool moment but like i agree with you like what it doesn't come back as at as payoff later it i mean it kind of does at the I'm end, I'm interested in how you can link this. It kind of does at the end when he comes back to Astro Metrics and he's talking to her, in that they're both in the same room together. <laughs> Josh, did you write this episode? Uh, yes. My name is David Kenny or whatever the fuck. <laughs> you you missed Gannon. You remembered Kenny, but not Gannon. Dave, David Kenny is the name of my middle school band teacher. That's why. Dang, good memory. Yeah, that's why I went there, I guess. And uh, we- my one friend who uh, might listen to this used to sing a song uh, uh, that went... Uh, <laughs> DK Donkey Kong Dave Candy Trio <laughs> and he would play it like on his saxophone and sing it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was just funny. Everything's funny when you play it on a saxophone. It is. When you play it badly too, like really loud and obnoxiously. So a saxophone. I love a sax. I love the premarital sax. <laughs> premarital sax. Yes. Uh, that's a callback to a joke from Discord when I was on it last. Or no, it was uh, it wasn't on Discord. It was on uh, Bam's stream. Oh, there was a big joke about premarital sex that I made there, and it killed. Don't go look it up on his. Well, it killed lawn. again. I mean, I think you got something it here. Killed. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're onto something. I think that's in the movie Saint Elmo's Fire. <laughs> that wasn't a saxophone though. It was a guitar. That's uh, a great song, though. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> but, like, they don't ever come back to that. That's just whatever. Um, and there's, like, a vessel that shows up that won't answer their hails and uh, sends out, like, a dampening field that completely shuts their ship down, which is, like, crazy high technology. Yeah, like, it's this is, like, a shuttlecraft. Like, it's pretty decent, right? Like, it's not shitty. Oh, yeah. Like, never before has anything completely shut down everything in a shuttlecraft that I can remember. Useful tool to have. Yeah, they don't even have to shoot them or anything. Usually, you've got to, like, knock out the power, like, manually with phasers or something, but they just, like, press a button, and it shuts everything down. Yeah, they got that pirate button it's got a big skull and crossbones on it <laughs> hit the pirate button we're doing some pirating and uh they beam on a bomb which seems counterintuitive uh it seems dumb <laughs> it's yeah. like why would you like why do that you're i mean i guess to get fighters. you're trying yeah. to get fighters for your dumb war games right right and if you put a bomb off, they get hurt by the bomb, dude. Yeah, I guess it's like a flash bomb, but like maybe it, it like, burns the hell out of two bombs. Yeah, like did they not think that maybe one of them was gonna go near the bomb to look at it? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you do that? See, why don't, don't you know, just? I don't know if it's. It seems like it might be a flash bomb, right? But like yeah. even seven of nine, who's like all the way across the room from it, has like holes blown in her that you could see the text. Shit oh yeah, she's it. got the arm, like the yeah. arm piece of her arm is missing. I think that's cool. Uh, I do too. I thought that was really good makeup. I yeah, it was that. good. Uh, why didn't they just like make the oxygen not be in the ship and then beam them onto their yeah, why ship? Why didn't they just beam them onto the ship into a cage? 
oh wait that's even better you don't have to do any of these <laughs> other steps but it had to be more dramatic so there's a there's a bomb that's they, right the bomb had the to be a, on it. the bomb had to go off so that there's a choice to be made it's a bomb sex bomb runs screaming <laughs> um so Tuvok gets exploderated, and when Seven wakes up, she's in uh, probably like the cheapest set to ever make, right? Because it's obviously made out of parts of Deep Space Nine. It looks like Deep Space Nine, like a storage room, but they like yeah. lit it a little differently. It's like super brightly lit. Besides yeah. that, it's it's like it's a little like the room that they fight in from the racist episode of TNG. What's the Code of Honor? Oh, yeah. It looks a little like that as well. So it's definitely reused components. It looks like an office building from just like an office down the hall. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Except it has metal barracks in it. Yeah. It's got like beds that are made out of like truck liner. So an office building. <laughs> Dude, I would have loved for there to be beds in the offices I worked in. There was a couch at Game Revision and I would sleep on it a lot. Not like overnight, but like after work if I was... If I missed the window to drive home... Yeah, if you like, were a sleepy boy and you had to wait for the traffic to die Yeah, down. I would take a little nap and wake up and go home. Take a, You were a sleepy baby. I'm just a sleepy boy. One time I was sleeping in there and a bunch of people came in and jumped on me. And I was like, leave oh, me alone! Great. That's great. They got you good. <laughs> I was like, fuck you! <laughs> but uh, there's a bunch of people in those outfits that we saw the Herogen and the guy totally dunked on yeah. in earlier in the episode. Including the Herogen is there. Yeah. And uh, this, like, gross Fu Man Chu Man comes in. Pink. And he says, welcome to Sinkatsu. You're a, you're a fighter for me now. I kidnapped you and you have to fight, like in yeah. all those other shows where this happens. Pirate rules. I'm in charge. Do the fighting. How often does this happen in stuff? Where, it's like, a trope. It's like a thing. People get kidnapped and then they have to fight in an arena. I guess that's what... Conan the Barbarian. I guess that's what, like, the arenas were. Like, they're well, it's like the Coliseum. in Roman yeah. times. Oh, yeah, so. the Coliseum was just slaves fighting. Yeah. So I guess it's there's, it's not really a trope if it actually happened and you're just telling stories that involve that. Yeah, so. but it's a good, it's like Gladiator, right? Like, it's a good, yeah. it's a good storytelling device. It instantly puts you on the side of the person who got kidnapped. Yeah. Like, you, you already yeah. have a protagonist right out it's the gate. It's very simple, cut and dry, good and bad. You know what's a, a plot line that doesn't get used enough for my tastes? What's that? Is when the main character has a curse of some sort. Curse! And it's like a, they <laughs> like, have a timeline before the curse like kills them like or does thinner? something horrible. Like thinner. No, sort of. Thinner. Thinner, thinner might not be the best example. Because uh, okay, what about like... But, uh, uh, I'm thinking movie... about... Uh, did you ever see Princess Mononoke? Yeah. It's like the gross eel tentacle shit that the main dude right. has that he right, has right. to get rid of or else it's going to envelope his whole body and eat him. I was thinking of that movie Crank where he's got that bomb in his chest. Yeah, and he has to like fuck real good. Yeah, he has to fuck explodes. on the, the dog track or horse track or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, and he has to shock his nipples. You know that movie was made so somebody could yank it, right? Like Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That was like <laughs> that movie was made just for like I don't even know. They were just like, let's just do this. And then what's his name was like, oh, it sounds good. Yeah, oh, Jason, <laughs> Jason Statham like wrote and directed. He's like, this one's for me. This one's for Jason. 
This one's what I'm gonna watch when I go home at night. When I go home, I'm gonna crank it to crank. <laughs> it's, I did the voice of a character on Tapon's Theater on Subspace, the yeah. show that's based on our show that yeah. you can get on SoundCloud and shit now if you look it up. Uh-huh. That's a free plug. Give me money, guys. Um, uh, I did a voice of a character on that who was like the Klingon who was trying to take a ship from you from Drag. Yeah. And uh, I did Jason Statham's voice. I was like, yeah, Drag, what are you going to do about That's great. And then uh, Axe Wizard, who does all the art for it, like yeah. did the art without hearing my voice. And, and I did the voice like without doing his, without oh, seeing his art. that's so weird. No, he did, he drew him as uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, he did it different. So, oh, I thought he was just drawing like Jason <laughs> Statham. That's funny. So when I saw it, I was like, oh man, I fucked up. <laughs> but it was just like British Hulk Hogan. It's Jason Statham Hogan. <laughs> All right. See you next week, everybody. The episode's not getting better than that. Uh, I don't think the dude... The dude does introduce himself, right? No, they're like... Uh, yeah, they're they straight bring, to business or whatever. Seven is like, I demand to see Tuvok, my new boyfriend, right? Yeah, my new my new shuttle boyfriend. Sure. We did hand stuff on the shuttle, so now yeah. we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We, we humped over the clothes. We did some... <laughs> some some, DH some dry humping. Some dry humping, yeah. And... Uh, so they drag Tuvok in, who's, like, dying. He's just covered in explosive holes. Yeah, he's super bad shape, which, like, good good job with the bomb. Set us up yeah. the, the bomb bomb. Oh, man. Now we're never going to get any better. Night, remember, everybody. Remember that? <laughs> remember that shit from the, the original meme? <laughs> uh, that was, like, 2000. He, he says, he says, like, nothing is more important than the comfort and happiness of his fighters, and, like, everybody starts laughing. Yeah, they're like, and Pink, you're fucking ridiculous, son. <laughs> the Herogen introduces him. He's like, Pink's generosity is legendary, and they're all like, <laughs> Yeah, they all laugh. Which yeah. is like, they're slaves. They should not be like that. <laughs> yeah, but what are they gonna, what are they gonna, what's he gonna do, you know? Make them uh, fight to the death? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, if I was him, yeah. I would jump out and kill Pink and then grab his gun. Yeah, I would try. <laughs> but, you know, this is me. Um, but Seven of Nine's like, I'm not going to be in your... I'm not going to march to your drum, man. Yeah, I'm not doing it. But then Pink's I'm like... I'm not a part of your system. <laughs> I threw it on the ground. Um, but Tuvok's going to die. My dad's not a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Duh. Uh, Seven of Nine's like, hey, if uh, you gotta help him, right? Are you gonna help him or what? And Pink's like, will you fight? Yeah, he make he says that he's gonna make Tuvok fight if she won't, yeah. and he'll fucking die. So, although it's like clumsy the way it's done, like it should yeah. be like, well, if you won't fight, then I'll set up Tuvok for a red match, right? Right, and but then instead they he's just like it, yeah. set up Tuvok for a red match and set her up for a blue match. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means yet. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> and then later, the guy's like, a red match is, like, fight to the death, which, like, uh, obviously. Obviously. Well, sorry, Some, I'm too dumb, John. Somebody watched The Matrix and was like, red pill, blue pill? I'm using it. Write it down. <laughs> David Kenny was like, write that down. That's David good. Kenny. Ganon from Legend of Zelda was like, write that down. <laughs> red pill, blue pill. <laughs> I love the Matrix. Did somebody say the Matrix? That's my favorite book. 
Did you? Oh my god! Did you ever uh, watch the Legend of Zelda cartoon? The excuse? Yeah. Me, oh yeah. I, lo- I used to love it when I was a kid, but it's so dumb. I used to, I used to love it when I was a kid too. It's terrible. It's but fucking like, awful. Yeah. I remember being like, there are moments where I was genuinely afraid of Ganon because yeah, he's he like was the scary. stupid, incompetent villain, right? And he's like, I talk like this, man. Yeah, yeah he's dumb. But. Every now and then he'd be like, "We must capture Zelda and Ender." Yeah, he would get really deep voiced. <laughs> he was kind of like the boogeyman, kind of. He from was a little boogeyman. He talks like this. Egon. Oh man, you fucking, you're scaring our whole audience away, dude. Join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boogeyman. But you're, uh, you're so- welcome. Get off the podcast, buggy man! Bye. <laughs> we can't afford you. It's hard um, to do because you got to breathe in and talk. It's like this. Oh god, he's back! Buggy <laughs> man, no! I have to. Oh wait, I can't I'm do that. Buggy man, now. <laughs> I'm losing my real voice. You so. validate parking? <laughs> Did somebody say validate parking? Lady Guinan! Lady Guinan validated my parking if you catch my meaning. Oh my god. That's the hot goss right there. <laughs> I was in 10 forward with my 10 forward. Holy shit. He's <laughs> got a 10 inch dick? That's fucking Mark crazy. Mark Twain's got a, a 10 inch baby dick? I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> Underneath um. this Kentucky Fried Chicken outfit, I'm packing. <laughs> you got a 10 inch baby baby dick. He needs to be a real man. Get at least 12-incher. <laughs> baby dick. <laughs> I also have a huge dick that's bigger than 10 inches, so I agree. Yeah, I've got a really, really big wiener. Yeah, my um, wiener is like 37 goddamn inches long. Wow, only 37? Alright. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I, but 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 it's like fucking like 16 inches wide. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's 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 like a a big noodle. It's like a big a pool noodle. noodle. <laughs> it's they, so they call me Pool Noodle Henderson. <laughs> it's been so many episodes since we said what our last names are that some people might be listening. Like, huh? Who's Henderson? <laughs> I thought he was fucking. I thought his name was Lady Guinan. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. I thought his name was Trek Boy, and that's why they kept yelling it. Yeah, we should get our names legally changed to that. Is your wife gonna be okay with that or no? Dude, she had to go through so much shit to change her last name to Pennington. She would just be like, "Fuck it, I'm staying." Pennington. I would want my wife to not. I'd be like, "Don't do it." It's her. It's her previous last name was an unfortunate one, so I don't know what it is, but I, I'll ask you later what it is. I don't know if she want me to tell. I won't tell. No, she no, wouldn't no. mind me telling everybody. It was her fucking last name. Her last name was Moles, and she knew it was an unfortunate last. That's name. a great last name. I think it's not, a cool. Not last like name. mole, like the animal, like moles, like the things you get on your skin. Yeah, how do you? They're spelled the same way. They're spelled the same, but when you add the s, right? It's a very British last name. It sounds like a character from a book. I don't think it's weird. I think it's a a neat book name. Henderson well, is a she, shitty name. Now she has my like millionaire last name, and we'll Pennington. be poor forever. <laughs> We're the Rochester Penningtons, of course. <laughs> of course, yes, yes. We're four of the New England Penningtons. I have a thirty-seven-inch peener. <laughs> Joshua has a thirty-seven-inch baby dick. 
<laughs> that's what upper class people sound like. <laughs> yeah. That's what middle class people sound like, because that doesn't exist anymore. Political humor. Get oh, on it. No. If you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash podcast for more scathing commentary about the societal problems we all face. Yeah, we live in a society. Anyway, um, Torres, Chicote, and uh, Tom Paris, Harry Kim, all their all our fucking favorite characters are gonna go to um, the Sunkatsu matches together, right? Yeah. And uh, they sit around like a bunch of fucking meatheads talking about how they can beat each other up. Yeah, they're like, man, I was a boxer, and then. And then uh, Harry Kim is like, I played Parisi Squares, which is a sport no one's ever fucking seen played on the show. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, Kim, who are you kidding? Chakotay would wreck you. Yeah, dude. that guy would <laughs> roll your damn face, my man. Sorry, dude. Chakotay could beat, like, Torres, Paris, and Kim at once. That dude wrecks face, and you could tell looking at him. Yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets real crazy. You can tell he gets crazy. He bites ears off. He was like, he's got a face tattoo like Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's exactly like Tyson. He's biting ears off. That's what I'm saying. Terrifying. <laughs> um, but uh, Torres is like mad, right? Because like Chicote's like, well, you're my underling. You have to do my work yeah, for me. You and she's like, go. ah, me and my big mouth, and us in the audience go, ha ha ha. That's funny because it's not me. Ho ho ho. Also, like, sitting on the bridge is pretty sweet. You just, like, watch the TV. <laughs> yeah, you watch the space TV, and you, I always wonder how boring that must it be. Got, it got, it's got to be so boring. But I guess it's, like, kind of not boring, because, like, you're flying the ship, I guess. So, like, I you got to pay attention or whatever. It's like driving. Like, driving can be boring, but, like, you're still using your brain, I guess. It's true, but they're, like, stationary above a planet at that point. Like, she's just on bridge duty to, like, make sure nothing goes wrong. Yeah, I would be, like, so she's, like, bringing up, she's, like, bringing up Snake on the main screen. Oh, she's playing Snake? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Not even, like, you Tetris. They, you think they still have Snake in the future? They don't have, we don't have Snake now. Now we don't do have we? Snake. Yeah, no, no one, has, no one knows what Snake is. Everybody's, like, Snake? snake? Simon? What Simon? is all what this shit? What are these stupid games these idiots are playing? Bop it? What? <laughs> Football? Bop it was, uh, like, a mace. You could buy a mace. and That was Skip It. That was a... Skip, skip It, it yeah. was a morning star. It was a fucking yeah, flail, Yeah, Skip It was the dude. morning star. Like, Bop It was, like, uh, the thing that you, like, locked your... The club. It looked like the club. Yeah. Yeah. The club. I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, it did. Um, Anyway, uh, I I also love that Memory Alpha has this sentence that says, uh, Torres is outraged, but keeping it in check is Chakotay's the first officer. Yeah, I don't think she was outraged at all. She She was was just kind of mad. She was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Fine. But uh, he says he's an anthropologist, and that's cultural phenomenon, and he leaves. Sure, it's a pretty shitty boss thing to do, but... Yeah, it's, like, funny because we're watching it from the outside and it's, like, just a TV show, but could you imagine a modern-day boss pulling this horse shit? I would be annoyed. I would would be like, look, dude, I know about your indiscretions. (laughs) Don't don't make this harder for both of us. I'm going to these matches. That's a little trick for you, by the way. Uh, everybody that works underneath the boss, if uh, your boss is shitty to you, mention that you know about their secret indiscretions. Don't. Because they got them. Don't give them too much, yeah, but just yeah. say you know them. 
Like, I know about all the shit you're up to. I know about all your secret indiscretions. Yeah, I know. And I won in. I won in. <laughs> what am I getting into? Is it weird sex stuff? Because that's what I was hoping I hope, for. I hope it is. Is it like the secretary level shit where it's like spanking? Like tons of spankings are happening? That's all that happens with secretaries, right? Spanking sex. I meant the movie. The secretary. A secretary? A movie called Secretary? With Maggie Gyllenhaal and she gets like spanked. Like spanked and effed like the whole movie. Uh, this sounds like a pornographic film. It's not, but you should Are watch it. you sure it, it wasn't Maggie Jizz in Hall? <laughs> oh my god. Alright, now we're done. <laughs> now the show is over. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, there's a scene with Neelix, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll skip. To, what? Like he's he's with the doctor, and he because he had an allergic reaction. Oh right, to stupid gets... fucking homeopathic medicine. Yeah, and the doctor's like, just come to the fucking doctor next time. We yeah, have, he's like, we have a fucking laser pointer that clear makes your skin fixed. Just come do that. Neelix is like, look, I don't want to vaccinate my children. Okay, yeah, I think it causes space autism, spotism. <laughs> I was going to sigh heavily, but um, uh, Neelix is like, uh, now I can't go outside with all the sexy blonde human women that dance with me in that gif. And <laughs> the gif I send you eight times a week. Uh, I've just got you blocked. No, I've cooled it with that so. gif. Now I'm on the Cheryl I'm forever on the Cheryl gifts. Yeah, it's all Cheryl gifts, which I'm fine with. I'm yeah, cool. those are better than the Neelix gif. For Anytime whatever I have reason. to see Neelix, I feel bad. But when yeah. I see Cheryl, I feel good. Yeah. So it's all fine. It's better. Um, <laughs> but uh, he says that he should have gone with Chakotay to the Sunkatsu matches. And the doctor's like mad. He's like, you're barbarian. You're going to yeah. go to this barbaric barbarian barbarism. <laughs> Bar- Barbie ma- gonna, Barbie dolls. You're gonna take your barber to this barbaric barbarian barbarism, <laughs> and um, he says, "Neelix, you should come check out my beetle larva." <laughs> and Neelix is like, "Yeah, okay, so this is a hard decision, right?" Yeah, uh-huh. gonna... And then it cuts, and he's at the Sunkatsu match because this is a comedy show, right? Get it? He went there, <laughs> and um two ladies come out and they they beat each other up and one wins and um everybody yells a lot yeah and but then uh, we learn we do learn from Chakotay about the polaron disruptors that everybody's wearing on their hands and feet yeah sure which is like um target sensors you have to hit them and like a certain amount of hits is like you're out or whatever right i guess it is it that or they say that it like messes with your chemistry or biochemistry like oh, i think yeah, it, it like it's like emitting electric charge so yeah it hurts more right yeah so it makes you i guess like get knocked out or something i don't really know uh they could also just beat you in the head a lot and you'll get knocked out yeah do it like how ufc is where like you just get knocked out because you get punched a bunch of times but like, uh, the the doors open and our hero Dwayne the Rock Johnson oh fuck yes walk, walks out wearing Finally. some sort of like S and M straps around his nips yeah he his nips getting hurt, it's more right? than he wears wore in the WWE yeah I'm wondering if this is like a 
No, because they show shirtless people in other episodes. Oh yeah, right? no, it's just future. It's a future one. Yeah, That's well, all he's got is. like nips all under it, all around his body, because he's an alien. Oh, he's got like seventeen goddamn nipples. Yeah, he's got nipples all the way up and all the way around. That's cool. They're they're useful. I guess maybe the males of the that species, Pendari. Yeah. Maybe they're the milk the milk feeders. <laughs> well, here's the real canon of Star Trek that everybody needs to know now. Yeah. The Pindari have uh, 50 nipples. Yeah. And they have litters of up to 50 Pindari children. I get and it. the men breastfeed their children like on a, all of their 50 nipples. Like a cat or a dog on the floor. They just yeah. breastfeed their 50 children. They have, like, uh, those like pouches that you carry babies in what the Mar- hell are those marsupials? called marsupials <laughs> no i mean like bjorn ha- baby bjorn like baby bjorns yeah. they have like a hundred baby bjorns hanging off of them and all the babies are just going at sucking away man i've created a beautiful picture of well if this was discovery if this was discovery oh yeah no they're gonna draw they this would they would be like jeff like you're an amazing writer would you like to write seven <laughs> more episodes of course I would. I got some great ideas for the Klingons. I got some ideas about dicks. And then you put a cigar in your mouth. And then you put another cigar put in your two mouth. Two cigars and they're like, hmm, oh, I'm picking up what you're putting mm. down, Jen. <laughs> and then I like jerk the cigars off. And they're like, okay, Jeff, we got it. And then We yeah. get you. Yeah. Oh, the cigars are jizzing. Get it? Yeah, Jeff. The cigars are the dicks. It's like four hours later. You're still doing it. They're gone. I'm just in the room. I'm just it's dark. It's just dark in the office. Uh, this The Rock comes out, and all I can think about in this is, like, anytime I see The Rock from this era, uh, all I can think about is, like, how did this guy get even more jacked? Yeah, no, he was, like, like 90s jacked, but now he's just, like, roid jacked. Like, he's, yeah, he's ripped. He is a muscle now. His yeah. entire body is a well. Muscle. That's all he ever does, man. Like I'm not all. I mean, that guy works his ass off. He's in a million yeah. things, but like, yeah. He, he once you get like that, like you have to keep doing it. Like that's all you do. Like it's like four fucking days a week at least. Yeah, I'm sure he's in the gym every every day. day yeah, actually, no, every day. Because I remember yeah. reading something once about like how his his trailer had to be extra large because it has gym equipment in it. Yeah, on movies. It's it's a little ridiculous. Uh I don't think he needs to look like that, but, like, whatever, man. No, he could have just looked like this, right? Yeah, he could like just... He was just a really big guy he, who was built. He, he went yeah. to the gym, like, two or three times He could have, like, right? regular muscles and not, like, superhuman muscles. That would be cool. I, like, he would look normal. Like, that would be fine. Well, there's, like... I always think about the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, where, like, uh, Chris fucking... Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt takes his shirt off. And he's suddenly, like, a million times more defined than usual. Yeah. Because he's, like, he hasn't drank water for a day and a half. Yeah, they, like, like dehydrate themselves and shit. And then, like, he puts his normal suit back on, and you see, like, he's wider and thicker in the suit. Yeah. Because he, he drank water that day. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to tell the difference in someone's size based on how many glasses of water they had it's, that day. They, I mean, for movies, for sure. Like, I'm not saying The Rock does this, but, like, I mean, they take steroids. Oh, well, yeah. Like, you don't get from being like yeah. this to, like, he is now naturally. Like, like they're steroid. Like, they're just like he was natural in this. Like, that's right. all from working out and just being a big guy. Yeah. 
Because his dad was a wrestler as well, so he's just been like, he's got them good genes for yeah. it, too. I love him, man. I, I'll he's watch great. anything with him. I can't help it. He's great. Like, he's in garbage for the most part. Oh, yeah, like, no. He's in a good movie, like, once every five years, maybe. Yeah, but, like, The Rundown, dude. The Rundown's hilarious. That movie fucking rules. I fucking love that movie. The Rundown and Walk Tall. They're both great. And they're both, like, the same kind of movie. <laughs> like It's true. Like, one of them's, like, a comedy. Yeah. The other one's not. But it is the same movie, monkey. pretty much. Get out of monkey! Get out of here, monkey! That's so funny. Um... Yeah, but he's huge yeah. now. Like he's massive. He, and he he's got to do those Hobbs and Shaw movies. Yeah, that's true. Those are very important. Yeah. Um, Ballers. It just reminds me of Sylvester on... Stallone. Yeah, he's always like super ripped. Right? Yeah. But now he's like a, a vein. His whole body is a vein because he does super steroids all day every day. Yeah, he's also like seventy five years old. He, yeah, he's, you see like uh, the dude from the State Farm commercials. You ever see him without his shirt on? Uh, those are the ones where he's like the tree or the cat or whatever. That guy? Uh, no, the ones who's like we've seen it, we've covered it. He was uh, Jay Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like uh, he's ripped underneath. Oh, the is he? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I and, am too. So whatever. Well, of no course. big deal. I wear a fat suit every day, so yeah. I don't want to make. I'm people actually ripped underneath. Yeah, it, I don't so. want to make people feel bad or have them know how ripped I am. I don't want everyone to know how very, very strong I am. Yeah, it would be bad. Because then every time somebody needs a jar open, they're going to be coming at me. Yeah, I don't got know. time for that shit. i got to get ripped. I've, i got to be at the gym 24-7. <laughs> I live there. Everybody's like, uh, Jeff works really hard at his day job, right? Yeah. And they don't know. I'm just at the gym. You're just pumping. pumping it. <laughs> pumping it all day, every pumping day, dude. with just everybody just pumping everything with everyone i'm like lifting the building now i've moved like nothing in the building is heavy enough for me i'm just lifting oh you're like goku now now. that's cool yeah i have to train in 10 times earth's gravity now oh don't set it to 100 it'll be bad but in the end it'll be good yeah it'll be bad for like a minute but then i overcome it by the sheer force of my muscles yeah because 100 times gravity wouldn't destroy you kill you i'm just super duper strong that's cool also, I can throw a spirit bomb. Yeah, from all the spirits of the everything. Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> you, if you if you go to the gym every day, they teach you that. Oh, actually. they teach you spirit bomb? Man, I should go to the gym. <laughs> you need to hit the gym, dude. I know. If you uh, if you go there every day for a month, they teach you a Kamehameha. <laughs> That's, like, more useful, I think. <laughs> I would Kamehameha so many people and be like, it's a perfect crime. Like, Yeah, how are they going to pin that how shit? How are they going well, to pin know. that shit? You're the only guy on earth that can Kamehameha, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to come arrest me? Come get me, motherfucker. Yeah, let's see how that turns out for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Come touch me. That'll be great. Like, I can lift buildings and throw energy out of my hands. Yeah. Let's see how that works I would out. be a, such a, I would be a villain. I would just be like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. I would just do whatever I want. Dude, I'd be, yeah. like, the worst kind of hero. I'd be, like, I'd show up and, like, save the day or whatever and be, like, make sure to eat Hostess snack cakes. Cha-ching! I would just kill people. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, like, Batman doesn't kill. I'd be, like, fucking, you're dead, dude. Like, you're fucking dead. Like, I wouldn't... Well, Batman doesn't have the... He can't throw a spirit bomb. No, he can't. What's he gonna do? <laughs> but he doesn't kill people. I would definitely no. murder people. I, I Justifiably. I don't know if I would be murdering people. Nah, I would. I would for sure be doing all types of corporate sponsorships, though. Like, I would be r- the richest man on Earth. Yeah, you could just be rich, though, because, like, you could just get money. 
Yeah, I could just fly to like a gold mine and just take all the gold. Yeah, right? Like I'm the rich man. Now. I found the gold, and now it's my gold. Check out. Oh, I went to this old abandoned coal mine, and I crushed all the coal into diamonds. I'm what? the richest man. Why don't you go into so. space and just find an asteroid made out of diamonds and just like fucking get some of it? Come back. Here's the biggest diamond ever. I'm ready. For, I'll just do a GoFundMe that says, "I'm Goku now. Give me your money." I'm Goku now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will steal all of your chi and just destroy this fucking planet with a spirit bomb. Yeah. Give me all your money. <laughs> True. Bill Gates, looking at you. Looking Give at me you. all your money. Where's Bulma? <laughs> really, I would just fly to Washington D.C. and be like, "All right, I'm president now." <laughs> no, you like Superman. You just kill the president. I mean, what? <laughs> just like Superman did. <laughs> yeah. And then everything turns out a okay. <laughs> everything will be fine after that. <laughs> I'd be the uh, boogeyman. I'd just I'd be like a horror movie villain. I would yeah. just show up at people's house and be like, "Blah, damn man, you so like a weird Spider-Man." Like I I wouldn't even do it for justice or anything. I'd just be like a horror movie villain for a day. That's gotta be that has to be fun, right? Just scaring people. They all think I'm like a, a monster, but then yeah. I'm like, ah, it's just me, Superman. What's <laughs> up? What's up? <laughs> cool superman over here and they're like oh fuck superman he you scared me. us so bad that we pooped all of our pants he got me guys he got me uh, i can't believe superman got they'd have to play it off right and be you, on you can't be mad at superman yeah like, he'd crush you with his fucking butt cheeks what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah that is the way he would do it yeah He's he's got those sun powered glutes, dude. What are you gonna do? <laughs> the Rock ain't got nothing on Superman though. No, maybe with all those steroids now. Maybe. <laughs> the Rock bench presses his gym every day. <laughs> his whole gym. Um. Anyway, like seven and nine walks out. <laughs> yeah. Back to the episode, I guess. Seven and nine walks out, and uh, the the Voyager crew are like, "Oh my god!" Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And they all start screaming her name, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, The Rock is talking about how they sent him like a weak little bitch, right? He's going to beat her up. Yeah, he beats her. About he it. beats her up. <laughs> this is a, uh equal opportunity smackdown. Yeah. He calls her a Tarkanian field mouse. I guess that's uh, weak, I'm assuming. Which I bet The Rock was like, even The Rock, who knew who wasn't a sci-fi fan, was like, so they got field mice on this dude's planet. Yeah, he reads it pretty well though. Like you can tell yeah, he's he like an act. Like you can tell he wants to do this stuff. There's been people on Star Trek that have fucked it up way, 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 oh, yeah. way worse. Than- I mean, like. Look at the difference between this is the the Rock's first acting job that I know of yeah. outside of WWF. That's what I thought too. I think compare it is. that to the Marine, yeah, a, like a full budget Hollywood film starring uh, the man you can't see, John Cena. Yeah, and uh, this world's apart. Like the Rock is charismatic. Yeah, he's he reads the better. lines correctly. Yeah. Cena's like a joke. Like even in Bumblebee, which is like. A movie I'll go to bad for. Uh, he's an idiot. Like he's t- he's a dummy. In he's the movie. in the movie. Yeah, he's in that, that movie. He's a he's like a really great dude. He he like yeah. He does all the make a wish shit all the time. But he's like, like goofy. after one of those, I'd be like, oh my god, I think that's enough for me. Yeah, it'd be like, tough. You it'd be tough them. to go back to see that, right? But he does them all because it's what the kids want. Yeah, and that's great. But uh, he's not a good actor. <laughs> no, he he's just he's just like kind of like over the top. 
which is like he's a WWE guy, right? Like, yeah, you gotta be. Yeah. That's what they. That's what they hire you for. Yeah. But The Rock transcends that. Like, not everyone can do that. Uh, also, Seven of Nine says the Resistance is futile, which I feel like she wouldn't want to be saying. I think it's kind of cool that she says it. Like, I kind of think it's like kind of cool. I don't know. It is it's cool, action movie. Plus, we get some is. kung fu karate going on, which is kind of neat. You don't. You uh, don't I really love that. when her double steps in. Oh fuck yeah! Doing like the fucking stunt. spin kicks. Yeah, the stunt double and shit. And it's like with a wig on, and you can tell it's on her. It's like Denise Crosby in a wig. <laughs> they brought her back for it. It's like Crosby, Stills, and Nash in a wig. <laughs> it's all three of them on each other's shoulders. Yeah, in a in, a, a, wig. in a people suit. <laughs> but I do. Anytime it cuts away far enough that you can't see the face as well, I'm like, yeah, we're about to get some good action. Well, they fuck with the lighting. Like the lights are blinking, and like she's the doubles doing like her whole body spin right so you can never see her face yeah. really and it, it's it's pretty seamless there's That's not all right. like i looked pretty close and like you don't really see the other lady's face it's done often. well it's done pretty well and she's like a super great stunt person yeah like her kung fu is awesome i bet she's from other things because stunt people Probably. are always just like doing all the things She's probably like every TV show's lady stunt double, yeah. since that's how it usually yeah. works. Um, but he's he says that her talk is futile, and then he punches her in the face, <laughs> and he kicks her in the chest. And uh, '90s audiences were probably like, "Wow, this is uh, pretty rough." Yeah. <laughs> But it's the it's the future. Everybody's equal. Yeah, she's and she a Borg. Also has super strength. So. She's a Borg. It's fine. Uh, they try to beam her out, right? Yeah. And uh, they can't get a lock on her anywhere. Yeah, there's nobody there, and there and you can see like one of them like flickers in and out a little bit. And uh, that's when we learn there's no life signs in the ring at all either and uh, we learned that they're just photonic they're just being which is fucking uh, smart as shit right oh yeah like like that's a really clever part of the of the episode i thought i was like I that's so that's cool like that's, that's a good like bait and switch where they're like oh they're just gonna like teleport her out yeah they're gonna transport her out which i thought like i haven't seen this episode in like a super long time yeah. so i don't remember anything from it and I was like, oh, man, they're going to, like, beam her out. And then she'll be like, you have to send me back because I have to save two. Yeah, or they would have be been like, thing. we can. There's a shield or something, right? Like, who knows? It right? was smarter yeah. than that. It was a little smarter yeah. than that. They didn't fall back on the tropes, yeah. which is good. I appreciate that. And it's also just smart in an in-universe way. Yeah. Because, like, having the... Uh, fighters away from the crowds means that the crowds can't influence anything yeah. or stop the fight in any way. Yeah, they can't climb into the ring. It's super smart. And uh, the audience... I couldn't figure out if the audience already knew that they were holograms or not, because they seem to react when they flicker, but then they, like, they're like they back on board when they stop. I guess like the regular audience would know because they're watching it elsewhere there's other places watching it right yeah, that's true so but the the voyager crew wouldn't because they just probably didn't know right they didn't realize that i guess i don't know <laughs> I, I guess like they didn't do any research i know they just, they're, they're just, just like, like fun fights yay yeah like i don't know there's like a history of this shit 
on Earth. Right. Like, you should at least research it, right? Right, like, this is like a gladiator sort of thing. Like, maybe things aren't real cool with this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think it's like a naivety. A naivete. Yeah, they just assume that it's, like, fine. Like, it's regulated and everyone's being treated well. And, you know, they just Everybody's assume. good, just yeah. like us, so we're just, right? Everything's fine, yeah. Um, they do this cool cutaway though, where they show the same room and there's no one there. And it's I just think that's the awesome. Two fighters fighting, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, but we got to see what the other side of it was like. It, They're not yeah. really in a big arena in the same way. Yeah, it's cool, and it's also like production-wise, pretty f- smart. You don't always have to have the audience, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like in, in the baseball episode where they cut out the the audience. Or the the that can get like a little annoying if it's constant. Yeah. And, in a fight scene, so it's good that we got the little breakaway yeah. from it. It's uh, a little refreshing. Well, they're all yelling the at her too. They're like seven, and like they can't. That goes on for a little too yeah. long. Yeah, it does. And it's like, but that's also neat though because like she can't hear them because like they're not there. Like she doesn't see them, right? Like so, it's kind of a double cool thing where it's like it explains how it works and also explains why she can't hear them. Oh, yeah. It's pretty clever. It's, it's pretty it's clever. It's really clever, I think. Yeah. Good that job, like David sp- Kenny. <laughs> that sounds like a Spibsy video to me, though, where it'll just keep cutting between their faces, yelling seven, seven. and back to the fight over and over and over again. Yeah, it's like Vic Berger <laughs> <laughs> Um But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the fight's going out to a bunch of different places, we learn. And uh, the Pindari, who I'm just going to call the Rock. Yeah. Uh, the rock gets like knocked down, and but he gets up like, again. He ain't never gonna knock me down. Are you proud of that one, Josh? Yeah, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Uh, she's gonna like knock him out, right? She puts, she pulls up the the fist, death hand, ready, she, coup de gras. She stops. She starts thinking about it, like, oh, I'm, am I gonna kill this guy? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, she's never heard of knocking someone out. She's only heard of kill. So she's like, <laughs> shit. And uh, he, like, punches her right in the fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And he's, like, choking her out, right? Yeah. And uh, he flips her over. He does, like, a choke slam. Does the people's elbow. He does the full leg. Oh, yeah. He four leg lock. He does the full Nelson. He does the half Nelson just to get the full package, yeah. right? Um... <laughs> but they get, she gets like wrecked. Yeah, she's and done. And then the rock is gone from the show. Yeah, forever. <laughs> she goes back to the room, the sad office room, bedroom, and the rock is like, later, I'm off to go do my next thing, which is be in movies. Here I come, Hollywoods. Here I come, Hollywood. I'm gonna be in the Mummy too. <laughs> and then maybe. My own movie. And then maybe I'll get my own mummy. I mean, movie. <laughs> Man, I'm really just in it for the mummies. <laughs> now we know. The mummy. Fucking classic movie. Ah, uh, those I movies. Love the, the first two are incredible. The first two, so good. They're so really good. good. They're really good. Yeah. The mummy one is like a like a great fucking. Yeah, the, movie. the, the first mummy movie is amazing. Did I ever tell you about my? I have a, a, a inter movie theory. Uh-oh. About is how... Is it that the mummy is connected to the Scorpion King? Uh, well, I mean, yes. I mean, we <laughs> obviously know that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I'm a little behind the times on my interconnected movie theories. Uh, that Indiana Jones, The Mummy, and the National Treasure universes are all the same universe. I could buy that. Like they're all like this like adventurer-y, like like they're all like like maybe uh, Indiana Jones is like National Treasure guy's hero or something. You know what I mean? Like they all kind of fit the same kind of like genre, which is like the, the worlds are movies. The worlds are like similar. I guess the Indiana Jones and the Mummy world is a little more similar. Well, I obviously is real. Yeah. I think because like. The mummy is directly inspired by Indiana. I mean, it's obviously that's. Oh what yeah, they for like. sure. They were like, "Let's make Indiana Jones," but then somebody was like, "Well, we can't." I know. Let's call it the Mummy. <laughs> the thing that I never put one and one together on is that the Mummy is a remake of the Boris Karloff Mummy. It's like it's yeah, suppo- it's that's supposedly not, a remake. That's not a thing. It's not. That's that's like a cop out, dude. And I know that the they're going to make that they new have ones. in common is that there's a mummy in both of them named Imhotep. That's it. Yeah, they're going to I mean like that's they've been talking about like starting that universe up where all the Wolfman. It's like how the fuck are you going to do that? Well, they fucking canceled that. Yeah, like, they, they did the uh Tom Cruise mummy, you know, the one where he yells in the plane. <laughs> the video shit video. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Um yeah, they canceled that because that movie tanked. Yeah, it was a dumb. It was a dumb idea. It was just a stupid fucking idea. You can't remake the Mummy. No. no, since the Mummy with Brandon Fraser. Happened. No, it's a great movie. It's a it's a lightning in a bottle movie. It's great. Like a super great. The cast is perfect. There's nobody. Yeah. There's no weak link. There's like three American guys in the movie. I don't even know any yeah, of the actors' names. They're great. they're great. They're all great. Everybody in the movie's great. <laughs> so good. Um... <laughs> Anyway, Chakotay calls his wife back to the ship. He's he's like, come clean. They're making fun of me, wife, mom. The kids, Please come the kids are out of control. One of them joined a fight club. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. And she's like, I'll be right there. Just, God damn it. And there's guys on the Delta Flyer. Hours. And there's crew on the Delta Flyer that's like nobody. He's like, what are they doing hanging out with oh, the yeah. captain for like fucking five days? Whatever. They're expendables. Yeah. Is why she's like, I'm going on a mission, so leave me alone. <laughs> Make sure to br- put people in with me that can die in my place. <laughs> You're right, though. I didn't even think about that. She just goes on a mission with just a bunch of nobody. Fuck these people. <laughs> really, like in real Starfleet, that's who would go. Oh yeah, no. Like the captain whatever. wouldn't be there. It would just be some nobody yeah. and a bunch of nobody. The captain would have to stay home because that's how it yeah. is. They got to stay on the ship. Like you don't leave the ship. You're in charge All of a fucking leave- ship that can like blow up a fucking planet. Like you're staying on it, dude. Oh yeah. Dude, all the captains leave the ship all the time. It's dumb. It's a bad idea. The one who leaves the ship least is Picard, and he's like, all right, the away team is my first officer, my head engineer, the ship's counselor? Think about it this way. For some reason? And the main doctor. (laughs) Think about it this way, dude. It's like if the captain of an aircraft carrier went to go kill Osama bin Laden. (laughs) He just went himself. <laughs> like he went with like SEAL Team Six to go kill fucking Osama bin Laden. Like I'd watch that movie. What the Captain f- Picard SEAL Team Six versus Osama bin that's Laden? That's like a it's like a Jack Ryan movie or something. That that's it's true. Kind of what- Jack Ryan, who is not in the military. No, he's just like a consultant, <laughs> but he's also like a guy who kills terrorists. Yeah, he's also a Superman. Yeah, 
He stops he World War III. the terrorists. <laughs> oh, man. He's also Jim from The Office. Yeah, now he's Jim? All right. Why not? Okay. Sure. I guess. I'm in. Amazon Prime. Let's do it. I've never watched an episode. I never have either. It always wants me to. It's like, hey, do you want to launch this? And I'm like, no! No! I don't want to yeah, watch they're, this. They're leaning pretty heavily on that one. It's, it is fairly popular, I, I guess. I guess people like Jack Ryan a bunch. Uh, I like Hunt for I, Red October. It's a great movie. It's a, I've, literally, I've literally only watched Jack Ryan movies by accident. Is it, have you seen Hunt for Jack Red October? Ryan. I've seen Hunt for That's Red a great October. Star Trek movie. It is. That doesn't take place in Star Trek universe. It's a, it's a really good Star Trek movie, though. And they talk like, about Star Trek in it. He calls them clear, clear and present danger. Is that one? Oh yeah, yeah, that one's one. Some of all fears with Ben Affleck is one. Yeah, yeah. There's one that's fucking like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that's Hunt for Red October. Right, that's Red Hunt for Red October. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, like, I've never watched a movie because, all oh, Jack Ryan is in this. I've always just watched a movie and been like, oh, that's... I didn't know it's the guy from the other thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the sum of all fears is, like, the first one. It's supposed to be, like, how he, like... In the books, because they're books, right? Like... Yeah, there's, like, a whole series. Yeah, like, that's the Tom first Clancy. one. Clancy. Yeah. I'm not super into it, but I get it. It's kind of neat. I played Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah, I mean, that's a great game. Uh, Tom Clancy still making them games. Uh, what's the, what's the one? <laughs> Splinter Cell. Tom yeah, Clancy's Splinter Cell. Yeah. Tom Clancy's Metal Gear Solid. Yep. 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 Those are already games. They're all right. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Should we Chakotay take a break? <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't do one last time. You're right. I keep forgetting. So it's okay. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, hopefully these messages will warm your heart and soul. It's probably going to be a Simon commercial. Inspire you to go to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, slap down your hard-earned money for free podcast materials, artwork, and more. You're getting getting your money's worth today. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back right after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wednesday. I possess superior strength. I tremble. When America's SmackDown hero takes on Voyager's Battlestar Bane, worlds will collide. I have no desire to inflict further damage. I'm afraid I can't say the same. Dakota to Voyager, beam her out of there! WWF's The Rock guest stars on an all-new Voyager. Welcome back, cadets and captains. What's up? And everybody in between. <laughs> We're talking about Sunkatsu still. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this like a radio show where I'm like re-introing it every time. Well, this episode we're going to be talking about Sunkatsu. We're going to jump right back into it with a yeah, little, like a like a real podcast. With a little I mean, bit of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, again? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Um, but anyway, what were they doing? What were they doing? Oh, the, Janeway they, was headed back. She's like forty-eight yeah. hours, and I'll be back. And Seven sure. woke back up in the office building that Josh used to work in. Yeah, on and the couch I used to sleep on. <laughs> the uh, Herogen from the beginning of the episode is like uh, using a dermal regenerator on her. Yeah, and he's like, it's almost out of battery. Stay the fuck still. Yeah, she, he already used it on Tuvok, so he's a good guy, right? We know that. 
Sure. And he's like, you know, if you hadn't have hesitated, then you would have won instead of losing. I thought you were a hunter, so you need to live up to being a hunter. Yeah. You could be a champion. Yeah, and he's like, you know what the difference between being a survivor and a champion is? And she goes, no. And he says, nothing. Dun, dun, dun. And next thing you know, fucking... You're the best by fucking Survivor or whoever, Journey or whatever is Whoever playing. did that for the Karate the Kid. The best. No one's ever going to be the best. <laughs> and it's a montage of training happens. Well, I skipped over some yeah, parts. Yeah, Pink but. comes in and he's like, ah, oh, you gotta do the shit I want you to do or else I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be mad. So yeah. everybody loved it when you got beat up, so I'm gonna have someone kill you in the ring now. Yeah, because people like watching Borgs get beat up, I guess. Yeah. Well, Borgs fucking suck, so... Yeah, I don't know why the, the Starfleet people thought this, like, portion of the Delta Quadrant was up on the up and up, because, like, the Delta Quadrant is a shithole. <laughs> yeah, have they met anyone who's on the up and up? Yeah, this whole this whole fucking quadrant is a fucking space fucking like trailer park, dude. Like it is <laughs> it is not awesome here. It sucks here. Like this is season six of this program, and they have not <laughs> met one planet of people who aren't in no. some way fucked up this the whole best, time. The best planet they go to is the one where like that race of people is invisible, so the Borg doesn't kill them. That's the best place they yeah. go to. That's like a freak of nature planet yeah. as well, so... Yeah, and they're like, well, we better leave them alone, because, like, I don't know, I don't want the Borg assimilating these assholes, do you? <laughs> yeah, then they can turn invisible? No yeah, thanks. we don't We don't want that. We don't want that. Um, but uh, the Herogen is still there, so she looks at Tuvok and realizes that, you know, gotta do what I gotta do. She turns to the Herogen and says, teach me, and then, you're the best, the best... No one's ever gonna be the best. Yeah. And she gets real strong. Yeah, she trains like, with him. And uh, I, as an audience member who haven't watched this sh- episode in so long that I don't remember anything about it, yeah, immediately knew this is the guy she's fighting. I, I had seen this before, and I didn't remember that. So that's interesting. And usually I'm really up and up on that shit. Yeah, I didn't remember it. I just knew it. Like yeah. The way he says, I know everything about him, and I'll teach you his weaknesses and stuff, I was yeah. like, okay, that's you. Yeah. No I one forgot. knows anyone like they know themselves. Do they, though? I would I would argue nobody doesn't know anybody like they don't know themselves. That's deep, Josh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to parse what Josh just said and explain it to me, send it over on to mclassemail at gmail.com. <laughs> Started out by saying, Dear Penthouse. <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. It finally happened. I fucked Josh's thoughts. If you can figure out how to have sex with Josh's thoughts, please let me know at mclassemail at gmail.com. Bitch, you do it every Wednesday. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's a whole training montage, right? And like he's basically just telling her that like you have to treat your enemies as your prey and you can't yeah. sympathize with them even if uh, he got stolen from his child and his child's probably dead. Strike hard, strike fast. What's the other Cobra one? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. He's, she's got Cobra Kai. 
Yeah, there's no Mr. Miyagi in this shit. It's all Cobra Kai. It's J.G. Hertzler as Cobra Kai slash Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> Pretty much. Mr. Hirogiyagi. Uh, the the actor, the guy. Yeah, what was his name? He's a, a Oscar winning director. Bill, I know that. Uh, Billy D. Williams was that him? Billy D. Williams. Yes. Was it the Colt Forty Five Man? Uh, yeah, it was Billy D. I Wouldn't think that have he made the movie it. better though if it was Billy D. Would Williams. it have done that as the William kid. Billy Zabka as the Billy. kid too, not the old guy, the kid yeah, Billy <laughs> as everybody. <laughs> It's Billy Zabka. Billy, Zab- Billy Zabka, who is in so many B action movies. Yeah, he's in the late eighties and early nineties. Bad guy, bad guy from movies. That's him. Oh, that's right. He's in Back to School. He's Chaz. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, man. I love Back. I love Back to School. That movie rules. Um, so Neelix was sent to talk to the ambassador from the planet that this shit is coming from because sure. they can't find the ship that it's being beamed from. They've been searching yeah. hard. But they they send their idiot to do stuff that's important. Why not? Like, Neelix is not an ambassador. He's a clown. This is worse than Jar Jar Binks. Well, they keep, like, vacillating between him being a clown and him being, like, important. And, like, what is he? Like, he's just, like, nothing. Like, it makes him neither of those things. Because he's more of a clown because everyone's like, Neelix is a dummy. And yeah, children love him. Everybody treats him like he's an idiot because he yeah. is. He right, is an he idiot. Is. Right. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's he super sarcastically says that they are going to do something about it. They didn't know that all worlders were being kidnapped and forced into the competition. Sure, they didn't. Sure, Jan. But <laughs> <laughs> that's an internet thing. <laughs> does, does anybody remember Sure, Jan? <laughs> uh, if you were born in like the 60s you probably remember it and when there was the um, the funny remake movies in the 90s yeah with Christina what's her name Christina, Christina Aggie, Applegate wasn't in that movie was she no the fucking Ben Stiller's ex-wife yeah Ben Stiller's ex-wife was in it yeah she's from Allentown Pennsylvania well that's cool that's not cool. Nobody, nobody wants to be from Allentown, Pennsylvania. You know, I watched uh, the first four or five episodes of the the Cowboy Show. Uh, Dead hey, Wood. dude. Oh, <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> yes, that's the Cowboy Show. I also was talking about Deadwood. Not uh, Hey, dude. I watched the. Are there cowboys on Hey, dude? She's in it. That's the first thing she ever oh. did. Oh. No, I was watching uh, Deadwood the other day, and uh, the actor who plays the crazy Betazoid is in it. Who plays crazy oh, Su- people in everything? Suter, yes, yeah, Suter. Uh, that what's actor. the worm t- Reamer Wormtongue? Yeah, Reamer Wormtongue. He's the town doctor, and he's not insane. He's a good guy. In it. Yeah, I've never like, watched wow. that show. But that I show should. is racist as fuck, dude. Like, how did it, how is it, it's perfectly, like, what people would be saying in that time period, right? Yeah, they, well, it's But how do you say that now. on TV? Let's say HBO, dude. Like, everybody, even, like, the good guys are, like, horrible racists, and yeah, I'm like, this is super accurate. Like, yeah. It's HBO. You're like, you're like, it's, that's how they did it. 
HBO. Uh, it does have the unfortunate problem of making me not like anybody on the show, which is a problem for me. Well, I don't know if you know what happens in the end, so I won't tell you. Uh, the town gets attacked by ghosts. <laughs> can't shoot a ghost. What am I going to do? I can't trick a ghost into killing its brother. Perfect oh. killing machine. <laughs> Speaking of, in episode two, uh, a drunk guy shows up. Like, his brother's been killed, and, like, he shows up, and, like, you see his dick and his, like, butt a ton. Yeah. And it's Nick Which Offerman. episode two? Oh, it's Nick Offerman. So I've seen Nick Offerman's dick and butt, like, a whole bunch, so. I mean, why not? If I was an actor, I would just get it right out of the way. Like, I feel right. like that was a fairly early thing that he did as well. Like, Deadwood is from a while ago. Well, he's married to Megan Mullally, yeah. so I don't know, like, how that worked like i don't know what he did was he like a theater guy i don't know i don't know about he's like a really good dude that everyone loves yeah, everyone meets loves him, him so that's yeah. probably why yeah he's cool i mean i love I, that guy I'd, I'd suck his dick and butt he's got a all right dick not gonna lie let me look it up <laughs> i'll be the judge of that <laughs> uh Man. they finally find the ship right yeah but it is, like, a giant, powerful gunship. It's, like, more on the level of the Enterprise-D than the Voyager. So it's, it's like, big. they got the Voyager outgunned. And they make a cool line that's, like, it's out of our weight class, because that's, like, a reference it's to like the fight. Yeah. It's boxing. Get it? And Chakotay says, you know that old adage, the bigger they come, and then he doesn't finish it, so no one at home yeah. knows what it is. And then Delana in her head is, like, come? Like, jizz? <laughs> Wow, is this sexual harassment? Should I go to HR? <laughs> I'm I inferring this correctly, or or am I missing something? But he has the coordinates sent to Captain Janeway, who's in the Delta Flyer that's apparently indestructible and can never lose until it Oh, does. it's the kit of this show. It's fucking the dope car of the show. Like, it gets destroyed a bunch, but it just comes back immediately. Like, they yeah, were they scraping the bottom of the barrel to make it the first time. Yeah, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like, but then it gets destroyed and they just make another? Yeah, they're like, print out a new one. 3D print out a new Delta Flyer. Fuck it. And sometimes it's indestructible, and other times it dies in, like, two hits. <laughs> also, sometimes it races, like, race car does. It's true. <laughs> sometimes it breaks uh, warp 10 and turns you into a catfish. Oh, yeah. Now, that was a regular shuttle. They oh, just, yeah. like, made it be fast, I guess. <laughs> but also, catfish. I love the emoji in the Discord of you as the catfish. That's one of my favorites. We have a whole bunch of new ones I saw. They are really funny. Yeah, like, those are... All the new ones are made by our patrons. Like, I just added yeah. them. I, I didn't know what TIC was, and then they enlightened uh, me. Yes. that There I contributed. There I contributed. And if you go to thereicontributed.com, it will be pointed towards some good thing to put your money to. Because... Yeah. Uh, Desrath owns it. He always redirects yeah. it to cool stuff. What was the other one? There was uh, one in the font that said... I forget what Double it said. Double dumbass. Double dumbass, that's right. Which you were... If you become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast at the captain level, you are legally... You are not legally allowed to be called a double dumbass ever again. No one that's can amazing, ever call you that. That's an amazing uh, perk that we offer. You'd be stupid not to do that. It's true. Put 
fifty real dollars yeah. down yeah. to not be and called nobody, a double dumbass. Nobody can call you a double dumbass. Fuck, dude. Ever I would do again. it. Ever. Ever. Legally. I'm, I'm Ever. thinking about making that like an enforceable thing. Because yeah, there, there are like mute functions and shit on Discord, right? Where you can mute people for certain oh, periods of time. Oh, you could do that. You could ma- mute them for like a day or something. So I might make calling someone a double dumbass who's a captain who's an actual captain. punishable offense. That's amazing. <laughs> well, legally you have to because it's legal. It's true. It, it's it is illegal. legally binding. Yeah, it's illegal to do that. Uh, back on Pink's ship, <laughs> the, the I'm, what's a good Pink song? None. None of them. Okay. They're not um, big. I don't really like Pink that much, but my girlfriend does, so, you know, whatever. I like Pink okay, I guess. I can't remember any of her songs, so maybe not that much. She sang the national anthem when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so that's cool. That's all right. Um, <laughs> back in the in the barracks, seven of nine completes her training, and uh, she's super fucking good, right? Yeah. And the Herogen is like, you've done it. And what do you see when you look at your opponent? She says, my prey. She's a Herogen now. And he's like, and what will you do when you capture, your, when you see your prey? And she's like, hunt it down and kill it. Fuck it. I mean, kill it. And uh, the Herogen says that she's ready. You're ready. You're ready to go fight in the Tsukatsi. And he says, you'll thank me by winning. And he leaves. Yeah. And Tuvok, who becomes super murder horny in this episode. Yeah, he's, he's like, it's only logical to kill. He's like, do what you gotta do. Which is like, uh, like if Tuvok told me that, I would be like, you know what? That really helps. Like, I'm gonna do that. You know what? Like, You're right. I am going to kill them. Yeah. A Vulcan is basically like, yo, go, just kill that guy. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> Dude, what, wouldn't that make like a really dope name to a novel, though? What's that? It's, uh... Shit. I just said it and I forgot it. Damn. A, a Tuvok to kill? A Tuvok to kill. It's <laughs> like a James Bond movie. Vulcan or Vulkill. Wow! That wasn't it. That's um, my second tattoo. Next to my <laughs> green blood, green bud tattoo. He's, he basically says, look, you gotta do what you gotta do, baby. You gotta kill some fools, do it. Oh, it was... It's only logical to kill. Yeah, that is a great... <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I like it. But he tells her, like, look, you... Uh, would it be better if he kills you? And yeah. she's like, no. I will uh, kill. Yeah, I don't want to die. I'm a sexy robot from the future. I don't want to die. Today, I will kill. Yeah. Cut to Tsukatsu. <laughs> she she gets taken out to the Tsukatsu, and the Hirogen kind of like watches her leave, and he's like, uh, "I made her the killer." <laughs> and she comes out, and she's pumped, right? She's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill this dude. I'm gonna yeah. rip his heart out. I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, I'm gonna have it with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah, like that movie." Uh, but then the Herogen walks out like we all Oh, know. man, of she's, course. She's like, oh, no. Yeah. It's bad. And uh, the moral is a little gray here, I find. Because um, yeah. it was cool to kill somebody if you didn't know them. Right. But not if you do. 
Right. It, it goes back to, like, the Star Trek thing where, like, there's always a third way. Like, whenever in Star Trek there's two options, the great characters think of the third option, right? The Kobayashi Maru. Right. It's like that. And in this, like, that kind of happens, sort of. Not because of her. It's right. like, she has nothing to do with it. It reminds me of that episode when Data gets kidnapped by the collector guy. Oh, yeah. And at the end, he shoots, like, the weapon goes off. And then he, like, lies about it. Which is, like, really dark and scary. It is. It's like, holy yeah. shit, he shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, because, like, like, Riker's like, the weapon went off. Did you shoot it? And he says, oh, it must have malfunctioned. And he totally shoots that guy. Like... He's going to kill him. Damn, dude. I mean, I can't blame him for shooting that guy. Yeah, that guy is an animal. So That, that brings up, like, a lot of questions about Data. Yeah, like, if Data's able to don't really do get answered. Yeah, it's but... dark. It's dark as fuck. It's like Terminator shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And it does a slow zoom in on Data's eyes. It goes... And one of them turns red, and you're like, he's a fucking Terminator! Oh, no! Terminator. <laughs> Those are the lyrics to that. Seven and nine in the Hirogen face off, and she's like, uh, "You knew this whole time." And he's like, "Yeah, I've lived too long. It's time for me to get karate chopped to death by a hot wand." <laughs> yeah, he's like, because he tells her about his kid at one point, and his kid—they're hunting, and they gets captured. He doesn't know where his son is. Blah blah. It's been blah. like nineteen years or something yeah, at this point. He's been fighting for 19 years. Like, Jesus, dude. Of course he wants somebody to kill him. Yeah, it's the only way I, out he can see, right? Out. Yeah. So that's the two options, like Josh right. said. It's either he gets killed or, or she gets killed. She gets killed. Yeah. And the, the Star Trek way is to find a third option, mm-hmm. which uh, sort of happens accidentally. It happens because the crew of the Voyager is like, let's shoot the fuck out of the ship. Yeah, they're not really trying to save the Hirogen. It's mostly like an accident. They're like, we can't beam her out without. Yeah, they don't know the about, about him. They're trying to get Tuvok and her, and they get Tuvok out like pretty immediately because he's just in the, the the office room, which I guess doesn't have as much shielding around it or something. I don't know. I guess I think it's because they're like fighting. They can't differentiate their life size. Right, 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 right. But like, it, it, there's a whole lot of like bad fight choreography but there's some good fight choreography as well yeah. like pretty much whenever the body doubles are in it's good it's good right but then it cuts back to them and they and do they're like star trek foo yeah star trek foo we should learn star trek foo it's, it's all about that double axe handle maybe if they're 50 dollars and up patrons they can uh, get a star trek foo certificate from us <laughs> or something i don't know double captain kirk's school of double axe handles double axe handles school of de- instant death <laughs> um voyager shows up at this point while the fight's happening with pink's ship and there's this great moment where they call him pink's like nah, nah, now's not a good time yeah he just hangs up on him like, what the fuck? He doesn't even care that they're, like, shooting at him or whatever the fuck. And, uh, they, they basically, like, get into this fight where they're having to strategically attack the larger ship because it's, like, outgunned them in every way. It's, yeah. like, every hit is taking them down, like, 10% on their shields. That's a pretty yeah. strong-ass weapons they're firing. So they try and take out their shield generators. Which sure. seems like something you shouldn't be able to do through a shield, but they do it. 
I guess if you apply phasers to the area, it also damages the area slightly. It's like wearing a football helmet. Right, yeah. like your brain still gets rattled around. You're still getting hit, hit, yeah, but yeah. you're not. You're. Not. That's They're, why, like the shield, the phasers are for shields, photons are for hulls, right? Like, yeah. They're trying to basically give Pink's ship a concussion. <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, they keep firing on the shield generators, and it gives them a better ability to scan, and that's how they find Tuvok. Yeah, they but get they, him out. They can't get Seven out because she's. Fisty cuffsing with the too Hirogen. much sweet fight moves make it hard to lock on. I guess, and uh, the kung fu is too strong. It yeah. cuts right through the lock on. She's moving faster than the eye can see, like in the <laughs> Crouching Tiger or Dragon Ball Z or whatever the fuck. I used to know the <laughs> Japanese word for that in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I remember. I used to remember that was like a move, right? Zanzokin? Yeah, something. Something it's, like that. But yeah. um, he like shit talks her. He, yeah. The Hirogen's like, you're weak. You're not he, even prey. He does, he's a great coach in that he knows how to get the best out of his student. Yeah, but he like the thing that sets her off, he calls her imperfect. And yeah. she like loses it. Yeah, she loses her fucking mind. It reminds me of the... Did you ever watch Scrubs? Yeah. This is a bit where Dr. Cox is like, uh, I know the surgical way to like ruin everyone's day with one word. Yeah. And Elliot Reed, the doctor lady, comes up and he she says something and he just looks at her and says, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. JD's like, come on, you can't just... And he looks around and she's fucking in tears. Yeah, she's crying, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. That Imperfect. Show. Yeah, she loses so it. Yeah, starts so she, beating the shit out of him. Yeah, she starts fucking like, what's that? What's that movie where that guy just gets punched a whole bunch? <laughs> liar, liar. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> you have to admit, he does get punched a whole bunch in that movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long, honestly. I have not. I God. When's the last time I saw that movie? I haven't God. seen that movie in a very long time. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> but she get, he he she does the thing like in a cartoon when they hit somebody and their head turns into a boxing bag. Yeah, like super fast punching. Like yeah, she like smiths them like in the Matrix when Neo gets punched like that in the subway. I just watched it the other day again, so I remember. Yeah, isn't that like a time capsule movie that just takes you back to a time? Uh, that movie is amazing. That it movie is a great was, movie. Is great, and but yes, like it, it's it's so good. That movie is so good. It's a <laughs> like, great movie, but it it's super a time capsule. It's like yeah. this, like cl- this like uh, acid house time. Oh, it's it's like like industrial yeah, rave, yeah. like industrial metal shit. Uh, I hope that they make the new ones that they make that still look like 1999. Like that oh, would be yeah. awesome. That that, este- that industrial yeah. house like aesthetic is yeah. exactly what they need. To it do. needs to be like that again because like they they all have CRTs and shit. You know what I mean? Like that's cool. It's so as fuck, great. Dude. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she like w- uh, like whips his butt, whips it good, and. Um, Everybody's like psyched about it. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. we hate the board, but we love it when people die. Yeah, we love watching. We're just the, we're just the fickle mob, right? We'll do <laughs> exactly. whatever. Uh, 
there's no moral to be taught there either. So no, they don't do it. They it's not like it. everyone like in a in like Cool Hand Luke or whatever when he's getting his ass beat. Like everyone just like doesn't like it. They're like, oh god, you know. I'm not a big fan of this. Cause I yeah, like they walk away. They're like, I can't watch this. Like yeah. no, everyone's like, yeah, Sukatsi rules. Uh, they can't get rid of the shields. The shields are too strong. So they start firing on the signal generators, but they get their shit wrecked. Yeah, they're getting fricked up. Like, their their whole system gets, like, knocked offline. They don't have weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, 7 and 9 is about to kill, right? Yep. About to thrill and kill. Shoot the thrill! ACDC plays. It's weird, but whatever. It plays during the whole scene on the Voyager as well, even though it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> yeah, they're just listening in, I guess. I don't know. Weapons are offline, and uh, there's another ship coming, and all know there's we're going to be outnumbered, but nah, it's the Voyager. It's the Delta Flyer. It's the Delta Flyer, and it's got fuck, fucking phasers that can shoot through anything, apparently. Yeah, it shoots through shields. It fucking ruins their satellite dish. It shoots the sh- satellite dish off. They shoot like a destructo disc from Dragon Ball Z, and it just goes straight cuts the fuck it. through the shields. Yeah. It cuts the thing off. And uh, the fight goes off in one of the arenas, and everybody's like, Oh, we're Philly fans, boo. <laughs> Damn. I wonder what happens. And then they'll they never, never know. It. And they won't. <laughs> yeah. They literally will never know. And Pink, being an idiot, is like, Oh, we lost half the audience. Reroute power to the trans. What an idiot. And so the shields come down, so they just beam the hydrogen and seven out because they can't separate their life signs. Sure, convenient way of dealing with that problem. Why not? uh, Well, they get transported after the Voyager. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's pretty much it. And then they have a a father-daughter moment in in the sick bay. And the doctor's, like, weirdly, like, overprotective, and it's stupid, because the doctor's stupid sometimes. Yeah, the doctor is stupid sometimes. Like, everybody lists the doctor as, like... Yeah. Everybody lists him as, like, a high point of the series, and sometimes he is. Sometimes he is, but a lot of times he's a dum-dum. Like, sometimes he's just annoying. Like, I like the character a lot, but it's he suffers the same problem that a lot of characters do, where they're written... So poorly and inconsistently sometimes. They don't grow. Like, he doesn't really ever grow. Up until, like, the last season when he's doing stupid shit. Like, we watched that one episode. It was season seven, right? And he's, like, an idiot. The one where he's, like, a multiple guy, right? Oh, yeah. What the yeah. fuck was that episode? I don't even remember the name of it. I don't it. remember the name of that either. Fuck yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the thing that really sticks with me here, right? Like, mm-hmm. our heroes have stumbled into the situation where a society that has warp is kidnapping people. Yeah. And forcing them to fight to the death. They know right. this exists now. They know that the government of this planet is um, sort of cahoots. sanctioning it. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of sanctioned in a way. Like, they're turning a blind eye. And right. they know that this ship is full of slaves that are being forced to fight to the death. Yeah, they just sort and of, like, they let just it leave. Go. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, that's the problem with this show, right? Is, like, they keep, have to keep going. They can never stop, really, to, like, fix the problem. Because, like, I mean, they would never get home. 
But like, well, they're never right. gonna get home anyway. <laughs> well, they, they, as far as they know, they're not right. Like, it's gonna yeah. be like eighty years from now, right? So, so they so, like, just leave like this ship full of slaves that are doomed yeah. to fight until they die. Right. It's it's dumb. I agree. It's it it's a lazy. It's a problem with the show. The sh- whole show has problems like that they can't avoid. Like, before they would, like, in season one or whatever, they would be like, well, here's, like, a made-up reason why we can't do that, right? I mean, there's always... There's always a good way to write around the problem. Like, TNG is really good at this, where, like, there's a situation where, like you said, they can't solve this problem. Yeah, there's always some way that they're going to try to make it at least better for some of the people involved. Right, like, why not just, like, at the end of that fight, like, beam Pank out of there and have the, like, Spartacus the ship. Like, they take the slaves, take over the ship or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why not that do that? That would have been a fun ending. And then have, like Pink, then have Pink fight in the ring or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, here you go. And then give them yeah. back to the slaves and be like, here you go. Really, it's just a ship as well, and they've already, right. like, disabled a lot of its shields and everything. Right, it's just the one ship. It's not, like, a fleet of them. Yeah, it's just, so he, why didn't yeah. the Voyager crew just, like, beam aboard the ship, like, knock out the rest of their shields, beam aboard the ship, right. and, like, take it over? There's only, like, a handful of guards. Right, there's, like, three of them. But instead, they just leave it, and Pink continues to kidnap people and force them to fight to the death for the rest of his life. But Jeff, we gotta go. We gotta get back to the Alpha Quadrant, like friends. <laughs> we gotta get on. there. We only have seventy-five years. Yeah, so. we gotta cut like a few more milliseconds off of this endless it's more, journey. It's more important that we continue on our way forever than it is that you slaves get your freedom. Yeah. I know, man. I don't know. It, it, the show is—it's just not good. Like it's not very good. It's—it's <laughs> it's not great. No. Yeah. Like like we always say, I would much rather watch Voyager than any of the new Trek for yes. the most part. Yeah. So, it's still Star Trek, and it's a lot of times it tries. It it sort of this episode is a spectacle. Yeah, this episode's like not terrible. Like. No. I, it's a spectacle though. It's like yeah. all surface level. Right. Like I said they keep yeah. touching on these morals that like we as an audience immediately pick up one like oh that's like a Chekhov's gun right that yeah that's gonna come back later and then it it doesn't doesn't. well it also like this episode the strength of it is that two of the more interesting characters are in it for the most part it's true the other characters when they're on screen kind of suck you know yeah they're written in such a way that like I understand that the one of the writers did, like, a million other episodes, and that makes sense to me. Like, this is right. like, I gotta write another one, right? Right, sure. And it's a high-concept thing. Like, we're gonna do that that old cliche. Like, you get kidnapped, and you have to fight in the slavery. Yeah, and the but rock's the gonna is, be there, and all this, yeah. At the end of all those stories, <laughs> the slaves get freed. That's right. the big, That's cool the payoff, ending. yeah. That's the payoff. Uh, but that doesn't happen in this. No, they get, they're just on the ship, I guess, until forever. Who knows? And there are people listening right now. I can I can hear you through the internet yeah. being like, well, they subverted a cliche. How is that a bad thing? And if they would have subverted a cliche in any real way, like if we would have saw the aftermath on Pink's ship. Right. And he like doubled down on the shittiness and like the slaves had to deal with that now. Right. If there was some sort of closure for that at all, whether it was it gets better, there has or to be worse. closure. It, it, yeah, they, they subverted a uh, a cliche, if you want to call it that, 
by not doing anything. That's that's yeah. just not doing anything. That's the not subverting episode, it. The end of the episode, our heroes run away. Yeah. And what happens to the villains? Who knows? It's not like they run away like sometimes that it happens in Star Trek where like they're like, wow, that was a close one. <laughs> like they win. Like they, they do it. They don't yeah. it's, it wasn't a close one, you know what I mean? Like they did it fine. Yeah, they were they were winning. They beat them. And but then but they just leave cuz I guess fuck it, I guess. The real moral at the end of this episode, if you can call it that, like the Aesop. Yeah. At the end of the episode is um the scene with Tuvok and Seven where they discuss her humanity. Right. Which gets brought up like once like when she's talking about how she doesn't want to kill. Right. And then she kind of like throws that shit to the side and she's like, oh, I'm a hunter, right? I'm, I'm a killing kill machine. Yeah. And um, she's got her humanity back at the end of the episode and like Tuvok like comments on it and everything it's a it's a fairly nice little scene it's nice it's a nice ending for them because he's but like yeah it's like a it's like a bingo it's not like a it's like a roll of the dice really they had like right. 12 morals throughout the episode yeah pick one they just right? threw that dice down and it landed on six and yeah like <laughs> do that one we'll do the sixth one <laughs> yeah uh, the episode really gets by on the good parts of the fight choreography, the spectacle of the episode, and the strength of the guest stars, like J.G. Hertzler, Jeffrey yeah, Combs, and Combs, The Rock like, yeah. is like a, a big a draw cherry, of the episode. Like a cherry on top, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, those are all really fun things, and this episode has like a fun vibe to it. Yeah. And that's probably why they don't get too much into the whole slaves being forced to fight to the death. All they needed to do is have seven go up to the bridge like like she's in uh sick bay and like they come down and she says i need to go to the bridge right mm-hmm. so they go to the bridge and she says tap me into the feed and she just says like a like a seven and nine speech about like not like succumbing to hate or so, like some star trek shit right where they where she it really could have just been as simple as she they like hack into the feed yeah they hack the feed everyone yeah what it is that they're slaves yeah they're being forced to fight against their will and right. there's no way for them to take that information back right and then people can like like you sh- show a shot of them watching the fight or whatever and they're like oh whoa like they didn't yeah, know they all stop cheering yeah, yeah they just don't cheer yeah that's and all you need like to you do. get like a fucking shot of uh, Pink being like, our viewership is gone. Yeah. It's all gone. And then he goes, bye! <laughs> Bye-bye! And he just fucking like, takes off. Skate pods out of there. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guards like just kind of look back at each other like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do now? Yeah. It, it gets by, too, at the end with, with two... Again, it's the two stronger characters in the show, you know, uh... And Tuvok saying, like, oh, you reaffirmed your humanity because you feel shame for feeling that. Like, that's very Star Trek. Like, it is. That's a great, like, it's not great, but it's a, it's a very good Star Trek ending. It's a good bookend, for sure. Yeah. It's The episode is sort of all over the place. Is oh, my yeah. Only problem. For sure. No, I agree with you. 100%. And it's not a bad episode. Like, as far as, far as uh, like, Voyager episodes go, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It's up there. It's one of the better ones. Like, I would watch it again. Yeah. It's not... Something I could say for like for a lot many of, the of them, middle yeah. episodes. You don't like Voyager. the one where they find uh, what's her name the the pilot who Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. That's a great episode. That one you don't like that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's an episode of um, TOS, a show that a lot of Voyager fans call hokey and ridiculous, corny, 
um, old, too old to watch, where yeah. our heroes meet Abraham Lincoln, space space Abraham Lincoln, space Abraham Lincoln, yeah, and uh, he's he's a man out of time, yeah, and um, they learn stuff from him and they work with him and then he gets sent back to the past and that's ah stupid. my good friend Abraham Lincoln from and the time period I'm also from, and that's stupid hokey and old, but in Voyager they meet Amelia Earhart and that's fucking fine it's, apparently it's okay. that's where she went Jeff she, she went, went to space. she went to Voyager <laughs> Amelia Earhart she didn't in space she didn't die in the ocean like she absolutely did. <laughs> She went into the Bermuda Triangle and it took her to space land. That's right. Devil's Triangle. That's the one in the Pacific Ocean. It took her uh, to the fucking Delta Quadrant. Yeah, it took her to the other side of the galaxy. Why not? Fuck it. And Voyager found her. What are the odds? (laughs) You know what episode of Voyager I like? The one where the Ferengi from that episode of TNG show up. Oh, like, yeah. The ones who wanted the stable wormhole and they got trapped in it. And then oh they show up in... Oh, my God. In Voyager. That's a great episode. That's amazing. That's actually really funny. I love that episode. Yeah. I think it's there are episodes there, right? of Voyager that I would definitely watch a bunch of times. Yeah. There's, not, there's just not a whole lot of them. The Sarah Silverman is pretty okay. The one where she's yeah, in Sarah it. Sarah Silverman, like, weirdly, like I said before, like, weirdly looking real cute in that 90s I, episode. I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm into her. I like her. I don't know if it's the, the humor or... or I, I think yeah, she's, she's super attractive. funny. Yeah, I think she's uh, attractive. I don't think she's not attractive. I just think she especially looks attractive in that episode. I would let her, like, make fun of me. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a fun time. She's funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, the end of the episode, like Josh said, is Tuvok saying that she's reaffirmed her humanity. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There's so many things in this episode that I wish would have come back around. But I guess there was more time for flipping. There was more time for flipping and more time for that dumb scene where everyone's being real macho bro-y yeah like, like i could beat you up yeah like real I, could, I got a bigger wiener than you real dude real dumb like i guess in a way it's like they're just joking around and it's like kind of okay like it's not like really really no, dumb not, but it's, it's like not ridiculous or anything but yeah it's, it's weirdly out of character it's especially not, for kim yeah yeah harry's not really that confident and like he, like, I don't know, man. Like they but do, Harry they King do have a good the line. Type of where, dude who who says he's gonna beat you up. That's yeah. not what he does. Yeah, well, well, Paris is like, we wouldn't want to bruise your clarinet fingers, which I thought was really funny. That's a funny line. That's an okay line. It's a super douchey line. Oh no, for sure. But it's like, <laughs> it's kind of funny because like. He doesn't really take it personally, which I think is good, because, like, whatever. I don't know. It's not great, but it's, like, dumb. It's It, it could have just been used to, like, do another thing, you know? Like, they don't need to be in the episode. Do they? Who cares about them? No, they don't. They don't have to be in the episode at all, but they yeah. do have to collect their check. They do, which they got for five minutes of work that day, I guess. Hey, did you know that this episode has a had a six percent share of the Nielsen ratings, making it the highest rated episode of the entire season? Yeah, well, that was back when TV was like like a thing. <laughs> oh, for sure. But like, it's got the rock on it. That's why. That's why. Yeah, they knew. They knew. 
Also, uh, Jeffrey Combs and J.G. Hertzler had apparently never been in, in the scene together before this episode. Oh, not even on DS9. Apparently not. That's cool. They're great, dude. They're two of them. Uh, like, you think like it's it would be dumb that they're playing these guys, but I love it. I don't. I, I absolutely love it, dude. They're definitely a high point in yeah. this episode. Yeah, I can't get enough of those two guys. Like Jeffrey Combs could play anyone, and I would watch that movie. Yeah, that's why when he used Shran, I was like, "Fuck yes!" And he kept coming back, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> he's like a good guy. He's not like, but he's also like kind of not a good guy at first. Oh yeah, he's kind of a yeah. kind of a shitty guy. Yeah, it's cool. Um, apparently, The Rock was the first WWE superstar to appear on Star Trek, but he wouldn't be the last. Who's another one? Uh, Tiny Lister Jr. Okay. And The Big Show, who are both... Oh, The Big Show is uh, Orion. That on, makes sense. On Enterprise. And he picks up to Paul and he says something like, you're really small or something. That makes sense. He's, a, he, he's The Big Show. Yeah. Also, I was going to make a joke earlier in the episode uh, about the shoes they're wearing looking like fucking Nikes. But I thought they are actually Nikes. Yeah, I thought that I thought that too. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, look at those fucking like sweet Nikes." And like, I didn't know they were though. They actually were made by Nike. How interesting. That's your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Hell yeah. This episode is okay. <laughs> It's like a. It's better C, than okay. I'd like a say. C plus, B minus. If I'm yeah, feeling generous, I give generous. it a B minus for yeah, Voyager. B, B minus. Like I'm grading yeah. on a curve, right? Oh, on a curve for Voyager, it's like an A minus. It's like a B plus. On yeah, the curve, I think. B plus A minus, like ninety percent. I'm always rating stuff like a dickhead compared to you. You're always so much nicer. You're always like, yeah, it's like a B plus, and I'm I like, think it's because an F. I think because I kind of. And I'm much more contrary to popular belief. I'm much more generous about things than I think people think I am. Um, I can see like where they're going with things sometimes, or I think I see where they're going, and I give them some credit for that. Uh, Especially with Star Trek, I think. Yeah, That's right. Like a, and I try to like, I try to like force myself to be a little bit more like objective with my scores because I feel like I would be like, it's Star Trek, it's good, right. And uh, we're pretty harsh on Voyager, though. Like we we rag I feel on bad it so about much. that sometimes because it's not like god awful or anything. no, no. It's, it's just not as good as some of the, most of the other shows. Compare it to the show that was on at the same time as it, and it's horrible. Yeah, like, like Deep Space Nine is amazing. Yeah, and Voyager really suffers from being like I feel like the B team worked on Voyager. Well, we always I, I, we always say it too. Like the cast is bad. Like they're not. I mean, uh, sparing like Janeway, Tuvok, uh, fuck, I'll throw se- like seven. Like the doctor's okay. The doctor, yeah, but but, but like the thing minus is, I them. I like these characters. It's they're yeah. not really played all that well. Yeah, they're not done and very well. Even Balana, who should be like super interesting, isn't really that interesting. You know, they're they're written so completely inconsistent. Like I feel like there was a series bible that was followed very closely. Yeah. Throughout Deep Space Nine, like TNG had a little bit more wiggle room where characters could change very right, heavily. Right. But like. I feel like there was a sense of continuity in those shows where these characters are the same characters from episode to episode. Yeah, Paris learns nothing. Belana's sort of the same. She just, like, 
learns how to get married. <laughs> but like, okay. She learns how to get prego. Yeah, she knows how to get fucked and have a baby. But like, what? Like, seriously? Like, who cares? Like, that's all just like like psychopaths can do it's, that. You know what I mean? It's like TV anybody set dressing, right? Like this character has a baby. Yeah, these characters yeah. get married. That's whatever. Yeah. Like. The inconsistency episode to episode sometimes drags down characters who were genuinely great in right. some episodes, and then they suck they in others. They suck in the next, yeah. Like, Janeway gets this real heavily, where she's, yeah. like, an amazing character in some episodes, yeah. and in others, you're like, the fuck are you doing, Janeway? Yeah, like, when she fucks that hologram Irish guy, it's like, dude, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are we, like, why does Janeway, like, need this? Like... It's like they were trying to like make Everybody again has needs, Josh. Sure, sure, and it's like they were trying to make some kind of comment about womanhood, and but it kind of just falls a little flat. And it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I guess I can't really say, but like, it, yeah, I don't really know how that goes at all. It feels to me like they just sort of were like, well, women have needs, and you know, she's a woman, but. But she's also a fucking Starfleet captain, and like Starfleet captain, and she's a really goddamn good Starfleet captain. Did I just Picard don't fuck a hologram. Nah, he just fucked a, a science lady. And was that hologram that like Riker and Picard both were like talking to in the episode where they came uh, holograms came to life, and it was like a hologram that they had both like hung out with before. Oh, the one uh, she's like, the, like lounge singer. She's lady. a singer. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if they both. Did they fuck? Did they both have sex with? The I mean, same R- hologram. Riker. I mean, maybe. For is sure, it like Riker a, did. Yeah, but is it like an Indiana Jones three thing where they both fuck the Nazi girl? <laughs> Dad and son both fuck the same girl. Maybe. It makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, like Janeway has these episodes where she makes these like wildly out of character decisions. Yeah. And then the good writer comes back in, and they're just scratching their head, like, "What the fuck the do fuck? I do with what this? What do I do with you this know? now?" Yeah. yeah, and they try and work around it and figure it out. But there's this like wildly different characterization where sometimes she's this very like caring, understanding, right. like like how Picard's a fatherly figure. Right. She's, she's a like mother, a motherly yeah. figure. She's also like tough as nails, and she takes no shit. Right. And she's a great captain. And then there are other episodes where she's just like angry yeah she's just like she wants revenge revenge on everybody for sure which i i kind of like that like in a certain degree but like there's nothing wrong with that characterization the problem comes in that it it just doesn't fit the character what it's constantly swinging back and forth right what they should what they should do is save that for like with picard like when he gets angry like that it's because of his trauma with the borg right so it yeah. makes sense. Like for her, it should be like she's just sick of being there. Like she's yeah. fucking sick of being in the Delta she, Quadrant. There's so much pressure on her to get yeah. them home in some way, and she hasn't figured out right. a way that that could be a great character. Right. Arc. That's what it should be. And then she starts yeah. to kind of lose it a little bit, you know. But it, but instead, there's it's one episode. She's like angry as fuck and vengeful right. and like all for rocker and then the other episode she's perfectly yeah. fine she's back to being the Janeway that we all know plus she drinks like 17 cups of coffee a day that might have That's something probably what it is <laughs> she's just so juiced up she's fucking drinking like 8 cups of coffee like holy shit dude her blood is just straight up bean juice you're gonna point. die there's, <laughs> there's no hemoglobins in there anymore yeah it's just brown this is brown water. Brown, brown, hot brown. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> Voyager is a, like I always say it's a whole lot of missed opportunities because they had yeah. like a great setup that they could have done something with. Yeah, and it's mostly just like they tried to do another TNG, and TNG hadn't even been off the air all that long. Yeah, honestly, what they should have done. I don't even know if I believe what I'm gonna. I was gonna say, so I don't know. I maybe they should have waited, but then it wouldn't be Mulgrew, and I really like Kate Mulgrew. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, it was like pure happenstance that Kate Mulgrew yeah. got the role as Janeway, and I'm super glad she did. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know, and I, I, it's just, it's just such a weird. It's like an ugly duckling of a show, and I don't really know. Like sometimes you're like, oh god, this show's ugly as fuck, and then other times you're like, nah, this show's all right. I don't know. It really depends on the episode you're watching. Yeah, it kind of depends on, like, the mood I'm in, too. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, totally like, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna watch it, who cares? That usually doesn't happen anymore. Like, since, like, weirdly enough, since Netflix is around and shit, like, I don't watch it. There's too much else to watch Yeah, you can watch out there. Right, I can just watch, like, good Star Trek. I don't have to watch Voyager. For sure. Like, Voyager... I don't think waiting would have been the thing. I think Voyager should have created its own feel. Yeah. yeah Deep Space Nine immediately distances distances itself from TNG. Like, right. The whole first episode is, we are not TNG. This is right. what we are. Well, Ronald D. Moore had a lot to do with, with that. And ironically, or not ironically, or whatever, enough... Voyager sh- could have used a like Ronald D. Moore because that's basically the show he did after DS Nine. I think is, Voyager is a is like a Brandon Braga joint. That might be part of it. Well, that's definitely why Seven of Nine exists. Yeah, he wants to climb up that giant vaginer. Like he is a <laughs> he is a straight up sex pervert on every like every yeah. fetish. He's got them all. Yeah. I'm not sure who was, like, the ringleader on Voyager, because it really does seem like they were just switching in and out whoever they had for everything. Yeah, I think... Voyager was, like, a backburner show to begin with. Yeah, I think they just didn't have, like... I think it's sort of like uh, when you buy a restaurant, and you're like, oh, man, this restaurant's really successful. I'm going to buy another one. But, like, you can't run two. You know, you got to run your one. You can't run two. Oh, I think this was the first series that, like, Rick Berman took full control. Him and Michael Pillar took, like, yeah. full control of. Yeah, and this is when, like, the movies were starting to get real dumb. Yeah, like, Rick Berman is like a kiss of death. Yeah. Like, that man does yeah. not know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, but, like, but like, I mean, we like, again, like, we say that, and it's true, but, like, I would take Rick Berman over these buttholes doing this oh, shit yeah, now. I'd take Rick Berman you know? over J.J. Abrams any day. I would take Rick Berman Kurtzman. over Kurtzman. Like, yeah. fuck, dude. At least Rick Berman was, like, working on Star Trek when it was Star Trek, and he kind of, like, knew how to make it that. Like, Rick Berman understood that, like, you had to let people make what they want to make yeah. when it comes to Star Trek. Yeah. Like, these people... Understanding that the people who are... Uh, you're handing the reins to as writers and directors understand what Star Trek is right. probably a little bit better than you do as a suit. Right, back when people cared about it being the thing that it is. I was thinking about this the other day about this is like a whole other podcast, but like about how like we run into like the problem now why everyone I think I know partially why everyone hates things is because we're confusing art 
and good storytelling with like with like people doing like whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like like or people people following like like Star Wars or Star Trek like there are rules in the universe and now people are just like, "Well, I'm going to make it whatever I want." And on a in a like a postmodern viewpoint, that's amazing, right? That's art. Like I mean, it it can it be whatever. It really does seem like that's the best way to go about it, but then you realize that like all of the best art throughout history right. has been made some training in the yes. confines yes. of some type of structure. Yes, I agree. Like everybody that. rebels against a structure, but like having limitations makes you work harder to create something great. Right. That's if you can a do whatever, view. like I could just draw a picture of a pig making doo doo. Right. And that's amazing. nobody cares about that. Right. Who like cares? Yeah. I think that's partially like what's going on with the internet and shit is like so when you and i i I don't mean to speak for you but with me and i think with you we expect like a more modernist view of things where like there's rules and like if you want to make a building that looks like a building from the 1930s in new york it's got to have the rules right follow the fucking rules but i'm 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 of the under like I feel like rules are a groundwork. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what uh, I mean. That's a phrase I mean. that like I learned. I forget who I even learned it from, but it's like a super famous phrase. Everybody knows it on Earth. It's uh, you can't break the rules until you know them. Right, right. And I'm all about breaking rules and like right. doing things new and different and wild and crazy. But you have to know. But you have what to you're know doing. the rules yeah. in order to break them, or right. else you're just doing anything exactly you're not subverting expectations in any real understandable way right if you're, you're making discovery whatever right that's what discovery is i feel like i feel like discovery is like well we're breaking all the rules but it's like you don't know the rules that you're even breaking like you're just you're, doing what the breaking fuck the rules ever. of the jj universe right. like that already like destroyed the rules right. of the original universe right. It's I don't know I think it, I think that's part of the problem here. I feel like there's there's a, there is definitely a huge misunderstanding about like rule breaking like breaking outside the box like doing your own thing yeah as being a blind process like you can do whatever right and that's cool you can do whatever but unless you know the basics unless you know what a square is unless you know how to draw a cube right you can't break the boundaries of a cube in a way that's going to like affect your audience like the uh you know like the 3d cube that's impossible where the The sides connect yeah tesseract yeah like uh you can't break the rules of reality of the way the eye sees if you don't understand how the way the eye sees right you're just breaking rules that, like you said, like you, they're, you're, you're just doing whatever. And I you're agree. not doing anything interesting, right? Or like thought provoking or useful in any way, right? It's you're not. Just, it's not just. It's not valuable just because, like, that again. It's the postmodern view. Is it's valuable because it exists, which is like very our generation, right? Like, well, I did it. That's valuable. But like, that's not like you and I both know that that's not true. <laughs> Like, like when it like I feel like that's um, it's not true in film. It's not true right, in, in, in like art, storytelling. Yeah, right, storytelling has structure because it connects the audience to the story. Right, 
Like, if you don't know what's happening in the story, if there's no structure to it, then you have no reason to be connected to it. Right. But when it comes to, like, painting or, like, uh, even some types of comics or whatever, like, sure. I'm I'm totally cool with postmodernism and things that don't necessary, necessarily need a full structure. Right. Sort of like Aqua to... Team Hunger Force, right? That's a good... Sure. Like, like that's nonsense, but it's, it's great. And it's just great because it's nonsense. And it, that works because it's comedy. Right, it's like, comedy. Com- doesn't right. really need the structure of a story right, exactly. in the same way. Exactly. As long as it makes the audience laugh, if it's absurd... That's all that matters, yeah. That's all that matters. But, like, you can't create, like, three, four seasons, however long Discovery is going to go on, right. of a science fiction program that follows absolutely no rules of its own universe. Yeah, it's a self-destruction. It's just going to implode. And... Uh, there are just a lot of people who enjoy things because it's what they like, and they couldn't really put to words what it is that makes them like it. Well, those people should go to a museum. They should go fucking watch some videos on YouTube about painting. Like, there's that David Draws guy or whatever. Like, he'll tell you about art. That shit's cool as fuck. Learn a little bit about, like, some shit. You know, that isn't something maybe you like about writing or television yeah. or movies or something. It's something like, I, I feel so bad for um, college art professors. Yeah. Because uh, the one thing I ran into constantly being a student that I had to listen to other students go on and on and on about is like, why do I have to learn all this horse shit? Like, why can't I just create? Why have to learn anything? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Why, why are they forcing all this art history and right. shit down our throat? Like, why are they forcing all these, right. like, fundamentals down our throat? Honestly, like, I know all this already, I'm the, I w- you don't. As, like, a history lover, I loved that, and I hated the drawing of stuff. I just wanted to learn about it. I didn't want to, like, did, do I it. I did love art history. Like, yeah. I took art history every semester it's I great. was there. It's amazing. I was one, I was one credit away from having a minor in art history. Well, you should just go get it. Go take I might, something. I might one day. It would be Can super you take like an all online shit or some shit and just be like, Maybe. give me that shit. Dude, it would be, if I had the money, I would because it would be super fun to take another art history course. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I do really well on Jeopardy for the most part. Yeah, you're really good when at art it. history comes up. Well, you're, you're, you remember, I don't retain it as well. I retain like uh, history knowledge better than art history for whatever reason. I don't. It's it's like tough. Art history is a little tougher because like the only thing that connects the image in your brain with the name is this is thin little rope is the thing. Of, yeah, of thought. Like it you just, have to yeah. be like okay. It's like um, there's not a lot of context there for oh like, yeah what's for go- sure what's going on. <laughs> like learning art history is a lot like learning how to be like a detective it's yeah. like learning how to deduce things because you have to look at a piece and look at the, try to remember the markers that go along with a certain artist right like if you see melting clocks yeah then you know that's gonna be like a Hieronymus Bosch or like a uh, um, fucking Salvador Dali yeah. you always have to look for like the little things that they always right. did right and it's super fun to me it's always super fun it's Understanding, having an understanding of the basic ground rules of anything allows you to springboard into your own creations that have, like, that break those rules or subvert them yeah. or create all new rules. But without that foundation, you're just sort of like floating in the muck. You don't really yeah, have any direction. I always think of it more as sort of like you're just jerking off. 
It just seems very. You're mad. making your own muck. Yeah, you're swimming in your own <laughs> your own wiener muck. Honestly. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, I know. I said it was like its own pot. We could like talk about this for like hours oh, yeah, for and sure. hours. <laughs> I feel like I, I lean a little bit more postmodernist than you do, but Probably. I do feel like that foundation of understanding modernism is Probably. necessary. But again, like I think there are things that are completely insane and out of nowhere that are amazing but like that's the value of of something like being good and not being good like i guess that still is very modernist it's not postmodernist because i'm still like well it has to be good you know like I don't oh know. yeah like we're like post postmodernism. there's not yeah. even a name for it yet. yeah it's not even like a thing i don't there's know there's a there's like a creative freedom that comes along with like breaking the rules or ignoring the rules, yeah. but I, it's just my personal opinion that knowing those rules allows you that creative freedom. Yeah, you like you're to, not really exercising your freedoms right. to ignore the rules if you don't even know what the rules are. It's just ignorance is what I feel like it is. You're just being ignorant. And that's a is bliss. <laughs> All right, Cypher. Talking about the Matrix. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I know the stakes zeros and ones, but oh, it tastes so good. How does he know? Like, how does he... Whatever. He's an idiot. How does he trick he, himself he, into thinking it's good? Like, he knows it's not a he thing. He's a huge fucking moron. Yeah, that guy sucks. I'm gonna make a deal with a robot. What are they... Like, why wouldn't they just be like, fuck you and kill him? Like, I would just kill him. I'd be like, whatever, dude. I'm not putting you back in there. You know yeah, how hard just, of work that is? Just, that's like a weird little plot hole, right? Where he's sitting in the chair still, right? Yeah. Or no, he's gone. Like, the chair is empty. Like, what happened? Where'd he go? What do you mean? His body. Where'd his body go? Oh, he gets laser beamed. Oh, who cares, right? He Fuck gets guy. He gets laser beamed <laughs> by the electric gun. Oh, yeah. By the... the Tank or... Jiggly worm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this episode of Voyager is all right, though. I recommend it. C plus. <laughs> if you uh, break all the rules of a book club podcast, which is what this is, and you don't actually watch the episode before coming here, <laughs> I suggest you watch it because it's pretty good. You check it out for real. You ever think about that, that our podcast is basically just a book club? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I find that comforting. It's a cute little thing. Yeah, like it's that. a book club that takes, like, really quick. It's like a 44-minute read. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking about, like, if I had to explain my podcast to people. Yeah. Because, like, half of my income, almost, comes from podcasting. Yeah. Like, if I had to explain, like, oh, I'm an artist and, like, I'm also a podcaster, the first thing somebody's going to ask is, what is what is you podcast? What is it? Yeah. I would say, oh, it's a sci-fi book club. Right. Yeah, it's pretty much what and it is. And hopefully they don't ask me what I read. Oh, have you it. read this? Uh, yes. If what, that is... Oh, what do you mostly read? Star like, Trek. Oh, we do a lot of Star Trek. Talk a lot about Star Trek. It literally, almost entirely. About Not it. literarily, but literally we watch a show. <laughs> I don't know if I could do, like, a book club. Nah, it's too much. I read it's... a book so slowly. So. If I don't like a book, I don't read it fast. If I like a book, I fucking blow through that shit. But if I'm not, guess... like, into it, it's, like, blech. Like, I'm not into it. I got some new books I'm looking to check out. I have out. so like, many books a... I gotta read. It's, like, crazy. There's a... I just finished reading The Hobbit again. Yeah, I love that I book. I love The Hobbit. 
And I was thinking about jumping into Lord of the Rings because I got those new copies. I've never Godly. read it. I've never read it. You should. It's good. I know it's like different in a lot of ways where like it is. Legolas like, is like standing on snow and shit. I guess he does that in the movie. Well, he does that in the movie. Yeah. The main, the big difference I run into when I read it is uh, Aragorn is kind of a different character. Like in the book, he's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to be king someday. So, you know. He's cool. like, he's like cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, in the movie, he's, like, doing everything he can not to do Yeah, I kind of think that... Which is much more interesting. It's better. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's better. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and like, I like that the eye is there. Like, there needs to be something. The eye's not in the book, right? It's just... Uh, it's metaphorical right. in the book. But it, I, like, it's never described what it looks like. It's always right. just the eye is watching. Anytime right. they mention the eye in the movie, they mention it in the book. They just don't cut to a shot of Of it. the eye, yeah. Because you can't do that in the book. What they could have done in the movie is just had, like, Sauron's Sar- helmet or something, like, on a stand. And Sauron. Sauron. Sorry. <laughs> That's confusing, though, isn't yeah. it? Like, I had problems with that when I first got into Lord of the Rings, like, real bad. Yeah. Where, why did you name your two villains so similar? I don't know. It's sort of this dumb. This is Skeletor and Skulator. It's sort of really dumb, honestly. <laughs> Villain. Yeah. Like, uh, but I picked up a couple, like, three Dragonlance novels because they were a set at yeah. our local uh, used bookstore, which is fucking super dope, our used bookstore is. And uh, there are the Dwarven Nations trilogy. All right. It's about how the dwarves became, like, a nation together, how they all came together. Oh, that's together, cool. Which sounds really cool. That's awesome. And uh, I also got... I've never read Ursula Le Guin. Everybody talks about how great her stories are, yeah. the Earthsea stories. Yeah. So I got the first one, The Wizard of Earthsea, and I'm looking to... My mom my mom got into fantasy, like, a couple of years ago, and so I tried to, like, weird. talk to her about <laughs> fantasy shit. And the other day, I was like, man, like, she was asking about, like, the dragons in uh, Elder Scrolls or something. I was talking about something. And she was like, oh... Like, are they like the Game of Thrones dragons? And I was like, they're dicks. I was like, all dragons are dicks. Yeah, all dragons and everything are assholes. And she was like, really? And I was like, mom, they're all dicks. That's (laughs) not true, actually. Like, I was going to say, my mom actually read fantasy novels when she was younger. Yeah. She read them all the time. And her favorite series was the Dragon Riders of Pern. Yeah, Dragon Riders. Yeah, where the dragons are like super dope. They're, best friends they're like forever. wise. Yeah, they're like wise. Yeah. Dra- I mean, all dragons are kind of wise in a way. Yeah, but, but most dragons are dickheads. Yeah, about. they're they're kind of like Jin, like in mythology. Jin and dragons are kind of similar in that they they could go, they just do whatever they want. Basically, they're like, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. <laughs> Who's gonna stop them? Yeah, right. right? Who wouldn't? Yeah, who would? Who would? Anyway, we're getting into another Jeff and Josh shoot the shit Fuck. fantasy here. So Fuck. We have a problem. We got, we got a lot of problems, buddy. I know. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it here. I think we've discussed this episode amongst us. Bye, nerds. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us uh, ramble about our absolute favorite thing. Yeah. And also all of our other favorite things, apparently. Boobs. Wieners. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of the fun, you can send in an email for our other program that we're just about to do after this one mm-hmm. at email at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And uh, I'd like to give a special thanks today to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race it's for our theme song. Dope. <laughs> 
super. I listen to it all the time. It's awesome. I know. I yeah, it's great. I've never stopped it. Every time I like check to see if the track is correct or like yeah. I'm like uploading it online and I check and see if it works. I listen, listen to the, the entire thing. first part. Yeah. <laughs> it's really um, the best part of our show. <laughs> yeah, you can just turn it all off after that, yeah. honestly. I mean don't, but like you could. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitazen underscore, and I think he just released our, our the outer space race, our theme song for like purchase. So ah, sweet. It. If you want to be a true Trek boy, go get it. And if you got some more money laying around after all that, you could become our patron over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and you'll be supporting the show, which we always appreciate. Yes, please. Give us money, please. Money, please. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back once again in a week with more M-Class goodness. I'm mentally ill.